Hey neighbors, welcome back for episode 24. It is a new moon tonight and we are dropping some fire on you. This episode I had a truly phenomenal guest, which I'm just like super pumped to give you guys this episode because it's so full of gold and such a great interview. But I had Julian Clyde from All Your Friends Are Brainwashed on and he hit it out of the park. Such a good episode. I just think there's so much to be said about um, just finding a place where you are authentically yourself and not having to get validation from others to know that you are being your true self and you're living in your truth. And uh, Julian's a great example of that. And yeah, I just want to thank him again for being on. He just came at the perfectly synchronized time for this episode. And it just seems like that's how it always works. Everything kind of lines up if you just let it, right? Allowing is where we have trouble. We always are resisting the flow. So I just like made up my mind at the start of making this podcast that I would always try and be relaxed and go with the flow. And sometimes I won't have a guest and sometimes I will. And the right guests are going to come at the right time. And if I just allow the things to happen and go with the feeling as it comes, everything's going to work out and it has, and uh, things just keep getting better and better. So I really just want to like thank everyone for listening and following me along as I learn what the fuck I'm actually doing <laughs> and how to do this and how to like uh, tell stories in a better way all the time. I'm trying to learn all the time, guys. It's not gonna, it's hopefully, hopefully we're just growing and growing, right? And we'll grow together. And uh, I just want to thank everyone who listens and then reaches out to me after. Uh, You just have no idea what that means to me to be able to connect because honestly, like people have all kinds of reasons for doing podcasts. Um, But for me, I just want to find people that think the same weird things, I think, (laughs) and have like a magical view of reality that we can share together. So this show is really to just um, connect with those kind of people. Like, So when you connect with me, I just feel like I'm doing it right and it's all coming full circle. So thank you for reaching out always. I love chatting. Um, hit me up on Instagram. My details are in the show notes and you will also find Julian's details in the show notes. And I really think you should go follow his Instagram page because that's how I found him on Instagram. And, um, just someone really cool to follow that presents a lot of thought provoking information and questions. So with that, I just want to um, keep this short because this is a very long episode, but like gold right to the end. And we probably could have talked for two more hours, (laughs) but you know, we don't always have that kind of time in our lives. So uh, yeah, enjoy this massive episode and uh, thanks for listening again. And thanks to Julian for coming on. Love you neighbors.
We're professional. We're professional. Yeah, right. I really don't know much what I'm doing, but you know, I'm trying. Those lines gotta look good. That's yeah. I know when they don't, there's a problem. Yeah, then it's not, then you like listen to it, uh, post production. You put it like in your speakers, your headphones, and it sounds super low. And you're turning it up, and you're like, I can't hear myself. It's the worst when that happens. But uh, yeah, because I'm not that tech savvy to like fix it after i can but it takes a lot of effort and frustration <laughs> it is a lot of effort and frustration it's mm-hmm. a whole lot having a podcast is a lot of unnecessary Learning. stuff yeah it's annoying. <laughs> well it comes easy but I, just because it comes easy doesn't mean i enjoy doing it all the time yeah yeah it's true so um well why don't we just get into it and maybe you could just like um start by introducing yourself and let everyone know what you do and like what you're about. All right. Well, my name is Julian Clyde. I have the page All Your Friends Are Brainwashed. I have been in like the truther movement for about upcoming six years now. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks. I'm so sorry. My painting just fell off the wall out of nowhere. I'm not going to lie. That was a little weird. And I just bought huh. a new frame for it. Huh. That was kind of creepy, but I just... I heard it. Yeah, you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be freaked out about it right now, but I'm sure it's a logical coincidence why it fell off of my wall where I just hung it the other day, but we're doing a podcast, so I can't, I don't have time to be freaked out right now. Because let me tell you, if I was alone, I would, I'd be like, no, I need to have my dog in here to look to see, because usually a dog can tell you. Yeah. If there's an entity in your room by looking at it too. Yeah. Anyways. Well, maybe, maybe it's a sign that like a good sign that like the spirits are with us for the podcast. That would, no, that would be such a racist spirit because this painting <laughs> that I have in particular, let me tell you, this painting <laughs> that I have in particular is this beautiful black afro man with an afro and this beautiful black queen with her titties out. And it's like I seen it like, excuse me cha-cha's out you have children. yeah it's okay you could say titties on the show <laughs> yes with, the, with their titties out and he's got like a sword and she's right she's like on the ground and she's kneeling and he's like black power so that would be a oh, very sweet. racist ghost yeah yeah and it has a it's like pink and yellow so it can glow in the black light but it's well oh, done cool. well framed yeah I've, I've seen it at a pawn store for like a year and this uh, artist had like four pieces of them, and there was one left. I was like, "This is a sign. I'm buying this." But apparently, this ghost is like, "Not in my house. You're not." You're like, "Hey, I don't like this." <laughs> yeah. I believe it. The lady that died in here was quite opinionated. So. Oh yeah. No. Tell yeah. Her, like, 
Tell her to move very, it along. <laughs> very opinionated, and she doesn't like like pagan practices or anything that's outside like the the conservative oh, way yeah. of practicing manifestation. Even huh. though I'm a Christian, do, do you talk to her? I learned. I'm maybe 25, but I learned a long time ago that don't put your nose where things don't belong, and you can't oh, yeah. help something that's dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, if they're dead, leave them alone, man, because they can make your life some hell. Honestly, that's how I feel about it. I just try and, like, you know, move them along. <laughs> like, I tried know. helping one, but, I mean, that went well in my case, but you don't know exactly what to do. And if you're not intuitive, you're not going to understand and receive the message that it's going to try to give you. So you can help put it to rest. And it could take a lifetime to put something to rest, especially if you don't know exactly what it needs. Yeah. It's like playing Russian roulette. And then is it like your job, your job, like how does the responsibility fall on your shoulders? That's what I, I think, always think. Like, you know, I think they'll bug you till they'll, they'll bug the shit out of you till you help them. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I try not to help them, but I have friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh problems in your life misfortune negative tension you know the the energy in your house will be off and it'll seem like you can for instance you can have a really beautiful well-lit room with open sunshine but there will be this gloom over it and then you'll be more irritable around your spouse around your kids that energy doesn't play i tell people young people all the time like okay, you like scary movies and you like dabbling your nose into these things or into the occult or what have you, but mm -hmm. there's a line there that mm -mm, I just, I got a lot of experience with it. And once you've seen some things, you do not want to see some things again like that. You just be a good Christian boy <laughs> and leave that shit alone like they tell you to, man. It's not for everybody. It's horrifying. Yeah, and we don't really like we can pretend we know what we're messing with, but do do we? There's no way to really know, right? I mean, yeah, you're gonna put out your nine millimeter on the fool, but then when what <laughs> what happens when a deity is in front of you and you don't right? know what it is or how ancient it is and it's some demonic deity? What what you doing there? Well, your nine millimeters isn't gonna do anything. You better no. have some sigils or some. Uh, you better take the Jesus's name and and in in vain, and then just start saying, "In the name of Christ, I'm bounded by Christ," and pray to God that works. Yeah, and pray because you know I've gotten into some really good debates with some good Christian folk about the devil and how a lot of people like to act like they're like Lucifer isn't that much of a threat because they'll say, "Well, I got I got my beliefs and and I'm bounded in the name of." in Christ and it's like yeah we are we wear the shield of Christ we mm -hmm. uh, the armor of Christ and we're bounded in his blood and he died for our sins I'm never saying that but there are some deities out there that are so old that goes past him that mm -hmm. you need some real protection or and just like you know avoid <laughs> exactly avoid exactly, messing no. with that no, no, they don't want to do that nowadays. People my age nowadays are watching American Horror Story and be like, you know what? I guess it'd be fun to get sliced in pieces and put my life <laughs> under a mess of people who are who are vampires. And I just love Johnny Depp and the way he beats the shit out of his wife. I want the same thing, apparently. It's crazy. Hey. Man, my people people my age are wild. Twenty five. Yeah. They're wild. They're crazy. I don't not all of them. I don't mean to generalize. 
but honestly, yeah, they're different than. Yeah. Well, I I'm in my late-ish thirties, I guess now, and like, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot different. I mean, it's just like a whole different world. They, the world changes so fast that, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to see the world through the eyes of like a twenty-five-year-old now in that way. I think that programming just got worse, like the propaganda yeah. and the if the if the peop if the older cats that were alive when they were sixty and seventy saw the way they were scared about satanic panic and the LSD crisis, mm-hmm. ha! You got another thing coming nowadays. Like that's just yeah. that's just common. Like Satanism, blunting Satanism, and lustful living and all this yeah. kind of stuff is just a part of our culture like inherited and, in it yeah there's some and like it's, it's yeah everything's a lot different like right before we started recording my friend texted me and said her daughter who's 11 has a kid in her class that's a furry that's no just, no yeah i'm <laughs> sorry 11. to be so crazy no 11 <laughs> And she's like, yeah, and there's um, kids in her school that identifies elves. And, like, we live, like, in a pretty remote city, small city, like, in far northern Canada. Like, it's uh, it's not, like, a oh, really pro- progressive place. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But we don't wow. live in, like, a progressive city. We live in a very conservative, like, old school kind of place. Wow. It's that deep that it's getting in there. Oh, yeah. I, I would shit a brick. There's if like, I, oh my god, yeah, that made me mad. I don't mean to be so dramatic. I, it's so upsetting. Let, let's get into. So I'm Julian Clyde. I am mm-hmm. a trans man. I'm 25. I'm not from America. I'm from Romania. My parents raised me. Super Orthodox Christian. I never got pressured into transitioning. I actually opposite. My mom is very was was very hard. You know, mm-hmm. I was a beautiful lady. I never mm-hmm. say I'm a man. I will always say I'm a female because it would be moronic to say I'm a man. I just, I work hard as hell. I'm in the South. um, And my money goes to what I want to spend my money on. And if I want to appear how I want to appear and pay my hard paying tax dollars on how I want to appear without hurting my temple and practicing positive uh, accountability in my everyday life and being a good citizen, Mm -hmm. that's what I choose to do. I don't go around after any children. I don't, like I said just now, I didn't get indoctrinated in any of this. My family is Romanian. They are very close-minded when it comes to stuff like that. They don't get it, but they try their damn best. Mm. It wasn't easy. I like to start out with all that stuff because that's the first couple of shots people like to take. And I think it's very important to stand my ground and say, I, for instance, I didn't transition till I was 20. Mm-hmm. I took my time thinking about it. If anything, I was actually transphobic in college. And who came and told me I was trans because I mean I knew ever since I was a kid I identified as this little kid named Max mm-hmm. and I didn't know I was a girl till you learn about parts I was in oh, elementary yeah. school and I was like I don't know what gender is what is gender somebody has this somebody has that and I was like the most cute little ray of sunshine and it wasn't until my I got bullied by the kids at school who were like you look like a boy and I was like I thought I was a boy like, I, my name is Max. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Max. <laughs> my soul is masculine, but mm. my 
my body is feminine and there's really a beautiful things that you can figure out through that. And I tried my damn best. It wasn't until I was in college and someone addressed that I was trans and I was like, that's stupid. Um, I was actually very homophobic to it. And I was like, I'm a female and I love my body and I don't ever want to change it. That's dumb. Why would you ever want to do that? Went off on it. And it kind of like flipped a switch in me. And I started caring about when people would call me my dead name. And I was like, why is this bothering me? I'm, I'm a chick. Like, what the hell? Mm. And then I started really re- researching, you know, what is what are in the means of my life that I can do to kind of ease my body dysphoria or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it's called. Dysphoria, yeah. dysphoria. And I researched testosterone because I don't, I have a belief that I do not want to disturb anything downstairs. That is my personal, that is your temple. That's what the Bible is written about is Eve took a bite out of the apple and she played with her temple and she wasn't supposed to. She wanted mm-hmm. knowledge and she wanted greed and she wanted sin and lustfulness and she didn't really get it. Whatever it may be up for debate, that's just my belief, right? Mm-hmm. But the the top area I would like to change and put in some hormones if that's where God takes me, because this weird transition of, yeah, me transitioning hasn't been just, you know, transitioning into now masculine, male, identifying Mm -hmm. sound. And I've passed pretty fantastic. I sound like it. I look like it. You would never know if we were in the street until I tell you. And especially with the sense that I have. I didn't expect you to sound like I, we did like voice memos before. So I know that you do sound masculine, but you, your voice is so deep. Thank you. So <laughs> it sounds lovely. It. It's a lovely voice. Like a great male voice is what, I don't know, to me. <laughs> Thank you. And it's like, I, I, I always get told I sound like a pothead. Oh yeah. I am yeah. a pothead. So that's maybe why I like it. <laughs> I, I, see, I'm smoking as we're talking. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I have to roll up before the interview, so I'm not as nervous. Yeah, I also but, smoked. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And uh, so I have pretty good stances about myself. Like, didn't really grow up that indoctrinated, didn't really get pressured into it. it was pretty homophobic until things started coming into place. And then while transitioning, I started becoming a researcher. I started being that person at the party in in a really liberal place like nashville is very liberal and the places i'm at where everybody's coming to like east nashville and areas that i used to hang out at are extremely liberal and there's no problem with that don't get me wrong like people are people i'm not one of those conservatives or anarchists who sit there and judge people they're too stupid they're dumb they're libtards yeah but we can be just as ignorant and that's just programming Mm -hmm. like when you wake up you see how damn programmed they are like they just don't know any better they, on their feeds, they're not getting the same shit. So while transitioning, it, oh, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's frustrating sometimes that they don't see things. Someone doesn't see things the way we do, but it's important. I always try to think like everyone wants the world to be better. We all have different ways that we think it's gonna get better, but at least everyone's trying. Like probably wants the world to be better and less fucked up, in general. That just helps me understand like the other side or giving me that perspective of it sometimes. Yeah. And they're, they have more like brainwashing, like MK ultra stuff on them. Mm -hmm. You got to think about it that way. And I understand why people don't think about it that way. You just see what's in your reality. Mm -hmm. It's not until you take a step back and you try, it's really hard for people to be not primitive and 
full of themselves and take an outside look and see how maybe the way they got programmed and what because there's a lot of details you have to go into behavior psychology how they grew up their their phone what they're looking at what people are talking about people like you and me know about this stuff because it's what we follow we have Mm -hmm. a group they have the same group it's just a different group but while i was while I was waking up and I was uh, transitioning, I started being that guy at the party who would talk about child trafficking and child abuse mm-hmm. and how much it's going on, you know, the occult, occult rituals, really challenging people when you shouldn't be challenging them while they're like people 10 hate years that. in. Well, no, no, <laughs> you can challenge them, but you don't need to be challenging them 10 beers in at a show. Yeah, yeah. In my autistic a time and a place, ass, right? yeah, my <laughs> autistic ass was like, I'm gonna challenge y'all. I'm gonna ask these questions, and mm-hmm. they're gonna fucking answer it, guys. Break but, down the barriers. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, they just judged me and laughed at me to the mm-hmm. point where later on in my transition, while they're still tolerating me, I was not only transitioning and, and looking good and passing good and. I was really balls deep into the LGBTQ community here and like mm-hmm. knew some of the biggest trans women that now work for big uh, makeup lines. Like I was in it. I have friends from everywhere. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about kids taking hormones and drag queens coming to their story hour and what you just said that angered my soul, just mm-hmm. it ignited it, uh, ignited <laughs> it. Oh man, they they don't get it. They're like, "Well, you have the right to 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 explore your sexuality." And I'm like, "Yeah, but not when you're a kid." Listen here. This is what I would mm. tell them. I'd be like, "Listen to me. We are the same age. Are right? we 25? We grew up around the same time. Tell me how your childhood was when you were in high school and middle school. Were you not slitting your wrists open listening to Asking Alexandria, A Day to Remember, Bring Me the Horizon, Lifehouse?" All these depressing songs and mm-hmm. sad boy culture. Come on, dude. Like, we were dumb, and like a majority of us, statistically, that transition or a different or outside the box or sitting here in East Nashville at this alternative scene with all these tattoos and dyed hair are mentally mm-hmm. ill. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it, it's a way of expression. It's not bad. You don't have to have negative connotation to it. It's good, it's your character, but don't be brainwashed into what's going on. Yeah. Don't be brainwashed into what the narrative is and how they're using each and every one of us to pressure us at a young age to transition a lot of us were either sexually abused or mentally abused or or you just simply and this goes outside of you know the mental abuse and mental abuse Mm -hmm. uh mental and physical abuse there's a spiritual thing inside you where your soul that little voice when you be quiet and you close your eyes and you can hear yourself talk but you're like what the hell is that what is mm-hmm. this other voice in my head mm-hmm. talking to me that thing can be masculine or feminine it, it has a personality i've learned through you know your spiritual growth it's kind of like another you but in your head it's yeah. it, and it's weird and sometimes yeah. it's feminine on feminine feminine on feminine body but for other people it's masculine on feminine and i think that can be a trigger and a derivative of how you transition or if you want to at all does that make sense like do, do you mean like the vo- the voice is like masculine talking to you as a feminine not like just that but like, like but body movements psychology oh, yeah. like the way you see i used to draw young men 
that I told her I was on a podcast. So rude. <laughs> um, the you can I used to draw myself as a little boy, like when I was younger, and then now that I'm older, twenty five. I'm looking at it, and this little boy's got this little mustache that I have, gauged ears, same haircut. And I'm like, I was subconsciously drawing myself. Like, it goes beyond. Yeah, it goes. Sometimes I would argue that it can go beyond, you know, what you saw. Because I really didn't see a lot of gay culture in my my household. I'm Romanian. Mm -hmm. I grew I don't even know a lot of the, the English things you guys american things you guys say where you talk about shows and y'all remember all like actors names i'm like why do y'all know oh, yeah. all these actors names they don't matter to you you know like <laughs> i didn't grabbing. yeah i didn't yeah. do all that american stuff and i didn't see a lot of gay stuff in my household quite the opposite i got yelled at if it was anything remote to that so for me it was a spiritual journey and then when i w- woke up it was the same time I was transitioning. And I believe wholeheartedly that God sometimes can use you mm-hmm. to talk and to get to the people you need to get, like spice up your life. Is it a little screwed up? Yeah. But if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. If you need to be used and wielded in such a way where you kind of, as long I think like if you just got a good head on your shoulders, because I tell people all the time, if I detransition, I choose to detransition. That's mm-hmm. my choice. As yeah. your choice as a person, don't shame people into making a bad decision. Or even then, it's not a bad decision because you went to where you needed to go to be the person you are today. As long as you chose at the adult age to do what you needed to do, you knew the risks. Yeah. That's something I find that is missing a lot of the time is discussing the risk behind a lot of things in our culture and just like pushing people into it without them being able to properly assess the safety and risk for themselves. It's not like that people are transitioning. I want everyone to live their life wholly as themselves, whatever that looks like. It's that like people, children don't understand the risk involved in the things that they're being pushed towards. Oh yeah. Well that, that conversation, I do not understand how it's not logical to people. I think it has to be a sort of stupid that is, and I don't care. Like when you said, mm. are you sure you want to come on the show? Because I've had people be weird about that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Are you serious? Are you, I think are it's people... like, just like the, we're in like this culture of being offended. And then some people are just scared what that looks like for them to offend people. Man, but you know? these are like, this is a conversation about kids. Screw offense. The kids yeah. do not need more pressure than they have like let's talk okay let's just talk suicide rate on children man that that is high yeah depression rate adderall ritalin now they're putting masks on their face and they can't even see human interaction are you Mm -hmm. kidding me are you kid come on there can't be that that level of stupid i just want to shake someone up and just like grab them by the head and be like are you alive how are you how do you sleep at night it's, it's silly the insane. programming around the conversation so that people are scared to even engage in like an honest discussion. I'm cool with everybody calling them groomers right now. Yeah. I'm tired as a citizen. I didn't move here to deal with all this shit mm-hmm. from another country to win a visa lottery, right? To be to win the American dream. The oh mm-hmm. the American dream. How nice it is. Where is it at right now? <laughs> Where yeah, is it right. at right now? Because it's being stripped away like no offense, like Canada. Yeah. No offense, it is. no shots. Yeah, no, yeah. 
I didn't move here. I don't, I'm too much of a pothead to deal with all this crap. (laughs) I have anxiety and irritable bowel. And when I poop more, when I get stressed, so I'm not trying to deal (laughs) with all of this shit right now, man. It's too much. Also, like, do you see it as like a, like, I kind of see like cultish behavior and like the way that if you don't go exactly with the exact message that you're supposed to go as a trans person, you're completely alienated from your peers. Well, yeah, they don't even call me no more. My same friends don't even want anything to do with me. Yeah. Like the people I used to hang out with in that area in East Nashville, they don't want to talk to me. And They'll like, do that fake of, love. It's shitty. It's a shitty fake support if they can, if it's like conditional. Well, well, not even support. No, 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 no. Not even support, man. Not even support. Just I, I don't know. The, those people have been I don't know. There's some of the most loving people and they'll, you know, do fundraisers and help the help the environment. Woo! Yeah. And do all their things and oh my gosh, this. Oh my gosh, you can. Oh my gosh, you put your one of them had a bumper sticker that said, Stay inside if you don't want to wear a mask. And I was like, oh You are moronic, dude. That is <laughs> stupid. I don't know. How 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 we gonna live, huh? Who gonna give you money? The government? <laughs> Mr. Big Daddy government is the one that caused Ritalin and while your friend has a has a Adderall addiction. Are you kidding me? me right now or are we just gonna act retarded so i can't be around them but not only will they not talk to you will they not want to i mean they say hi they'll be like oh my god hi yeah but when it comes to like being included to things no they'll just like creep on my page and see what i'm doing yeah see what see what's up what's he doing yeah see how you're measuring up or whatever One of my logos that I had was a picture that I took where I blurred out everybody's face and Mm. it's someone crowd surfing. And that was a group I particularly was in. And I used that as a logo because that's how I knew all my friends were brainwashed. Oh yeah. So your, your name is like the story of your, your your story. Yeah. I was smoking and I was really into the Epstein. I was so into the Epstein files that Anderson Cooper looked at my story from front to back and then and then i have i can't say too much i tell you off the record but i can't say too too much because Uh like this is real shit but i have people in my life that are associated with my family that are deep into the pentagon and work closely with the clintons and the bushes jeez and they are some shady groomers and that's all i can say oh crazy now i want to know what you can tell me another time i've I've told a few podcasters that have looked into it and they've been like oh my god you're right i thought you were capping i thought you were lying i'm not gonna lie and i was like why would i lie about that i'm concerned this is this is direct towards my family these, these are people are in my that i'm gonna have to see one day that i used to see and now when things fall together you kind of figure out where people who are in government stance are because that's like a cult, man. If you anybody in government's like a Clinton supporter and they still are to this day, you can best believe they like have put their money into some shit or have done some shit. Yeah, it's just like I find that politics just seems to be un or revealing itself as just like constant money laundering. <laughs> well, I can tell you something. I can tell you this story because this person he's not too big but he did slip up i had some a friend over who's in the military and he actually protects the hospital that trump went to you know the hospital in washington that the presidents go to yeah he works like security there 
and he's like, I want to go into politics. And I was like, why? That's stupid. You know, I'm a conspiracy. This was yeah. like a year ago. And I was like, why? And he why was like, uh, yeah, he was like, <laughs> uh, because I found out that going through orgy parties, that that's how you get elected is orgy parties. <laughs> and when he said that, I was like, you just confirmed everything I needed to know. And you fucked up. Like, and he was so serious. He's like, I can get into it because the people that I go to the parties with are in the White House. Like, they work in there. Yeah, well, and there's you can go to orgies other places, too. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, you know, that's not, like, like a thing that, that's talked about. That they are so sex-ridden and sex-addicted. Yeah. The people that, because, you know, primitively, when you think about people in White House, you're not like, coffee houses, bars. Not over there sucking Linda's and Brad's wiener on the su- on a Saturday mm-hmm. after work. Yeah. Like, are you here? <laughs> hey, um, Linda, yeah. Todd, Brad, you guys, I'm going to see you later. Yeah, I'm going to see you down down in that room later. Uh, what? Urge. <laughs> and that, but he was like, that's the way you get in. I was like, school? He was like, fuck it. No, that's the way you get in. Oh, my God. It's funny because I kind of have this joke that I like to say, like, that, I don't know, like, we're always, like, envious of, like, the elite people having all this power and stuff, but, like, I think of it, like, we can just be normal and have normal lives and, like, make our choices, and they're just, like, doing really bored and, like, just doing creepy, weirder and weirder and weirder shit, like, how good could it be to have that much money if you're that fucking bored that you're, like, painting with period blood and stuff, (laughs) like... (laughs) I think they're just, I think that's, I don't know, trauma. Like, yeah. not bored, but they're fucked. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, when the, the Hunter Biden drop, the yeah. leak drop, right? All the stuff he does, you know, makes you think, what happened to him to see all that and do all that? Like, yeah. his dad must have done the same thing, like, been that crazy yeah. and had that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. That's man. not your average average Joe kind of thing. Not even a sex addict does that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like I don't know. That was crazy. Like he brought up Anderson Cooper, and there's that painting of that kid that looks like him tied up in a pool. Yep. <laughs> like yep, with the, him and like, Anderson's mom. Yeah, his mom's a fucking weirdo. Because she's the Vanderbilt, the Vanderbilts in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. And there's that photo of him as a kid and with his brother, and they're like getting a book read to them. I think it's the brother, right? And there's like yeah, that the creepy, like occult fucking Moloch. diorama Moloch above their yeah. head. Let's read a nursery rhyme in this patterns. under this creep show. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not normal. It's not just like, oh, it's a collector's item. Like, it's there's fucking weird stuff like yeah that that was like a photo shoot she knew yeah. what she was doing yeah and all the time in the backs of their photo shoot there's like the creepiest artwork ever and it has to be on purpose obviously they're trying to show something off yeah they're just proud of it like this is yeah. this is our heritage this is what we do i'm a white ma- masonic witch yeah and these so are my creepy. babies i don't know it's that weird. stuff makes my head hurt. Even like to sometimes researching about it when people want to go into conversations if they can handle it. Even that makes mm-hmm. my head hurt. Yeah, I had a lot of like breakdowns and stuff while I was researching that stuff for sure. Too. You really? Like, we'll just get sometimes it just gets sad, you know, really? reading about kids and stuff. 
Am I wrong for not breaking down? I get angry. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think now, like, um, I I don't know. You know, like, when you're, like, starting to learn about truth and you start to learn about, like, uh, like, you just, well, for me, it was just, like, you'd get hints of, like, ritualistic abuse. And you're just, like, is that really? I don't know. And then, like, I remember when I watched, um, did you ever watch that? hell your documentary did you watch no, that what is oh that? fuck i'm gonna send you it it's like uh there's these paranormal investigators and they um they go to this they go to K- kentucky to investigate the kentucky anomaly like the kentucky goblins and stuff and what are the uh, kentucky glo- goblins <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna send you this so like in kentucky because like the cave system the mammoth cave system or whatever i think it's called there's like yeah. so much anomalies around that area like ufos and weird creatures in the woods and stuff and it's like a really anomalous area so they went to like investigate it and then all this weird shit happened and it led them to all this weird occult stuff and then they just like kept trying to not they're like we're not about to look into that like it kept coming up to like sacrifice and weird stuff and like it just no was way. like and then at the end of the documentary they're like i feel like there's some weirdo that was like an anonymous person that was writing them the whole time wrote and said this whole documentary is an initiation for a magic initiation for you guys and for everyone who watches it i was like really creeped out after but what? um what do you mean <laughs> I, know. I was like what you high as hell on that couch like no <laughs> i was like what it's the last episode you're telling me that now fuck <laughs> thanks no. great great but the, it just like then it sort of like brought me more into that then i into like and then q started popping up and stuff and i was just like i don't know it was like sort of hard for me a lot of the time to think about kids and like hear read stories like eyewitness accounts and stuff and like ugh. oh yeah 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 the case files yeah and just like i don't know so i mean like it's hard for people to look at and i could see why they want to deny that that kind of stuff happens because it's really hard to look at but i feel like the price of not looking is like really steep yeah because that that kind of kids, stuff will get like, ingrained it'll get yeah. ingrained and you got kids so i can't yeah. imagine how hard it is for you yeah it's really it's crazy but yeah I don't know. That must be overwhelming. Yeah, but now, now I'm gonna send you hell. Your <laughs> it's gonna blow your mind. I'm not trying to be sed- not, uh, Oh yeah, <laughs> initiate. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is some weird stuff in it, but it's an interesting documentary. But so um, so no, go yeah, ahead. Oh, uh, so I was just gonna. Assuming... Oh yeah, okay. no, you Sorry. go, you go. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you're intuition enough to see like do you see things do you see shadow people or anything um i like um i do see a little bit of like glitchy stuff but i've seen like some orbs like and yeah like um actually yeah like one time i'll tell i'll just tell a story i've told it on the podcast before but whatever it's a quick story um like maybe like after during the pandemic at some time or that period, uh, I was like kind of like feeling really frustrated with like the whole everything. And I was just like outside in my backyard and it was dark out. And I was like, just telling the universe, like, this is it. 
I'm just gonna go back to normal and pretend I don't know anything <laughs> or like unless like unless I could get unless I could have a big sign that like I should continue on digging for truth and like putting myself through this I'm not gonna do it and this huge huge blue orb shot across the sky like huge and it went like it sort of went across the sky and it went behind this tree in my backyard sort of like I had to turn my head to see where it went, you know, and it went kind of like shot behind the tree. It was like far off in the sky, but like the light went behind the tree. And I thought to myself, I didn't just see that. And right when I thought that it, the whole sky, like it, like it, like surged blue really bright behind the tree. So I could see it really bright again. And then it was what? That's yeah. <laughs> but what, what I mostly, the way my intuition works is that I like, um, have like conversations in my head with like who knows i don't know (laughs) but uh, when i meditate it's like mostly it's like my voice talking back to me sort of that's what i feel like but it's like you know having answers i don't have and then sometimes it's a different voice which always makes it interesting yeah i feel that like (coughs) excuse me (coughs) like some intuition Mm mm-hmm And like, I just have to make the time to listen. And then I always have, I can talk to someone. (laughs) I completely can relate with that. A hundred percent. That's put very well. I'm glad someone feels the same way. Because sometimes you sit there and you think and you're like, am I the only one who thinks this way? Am I crazy? It's so subtle that you often can be like, is this really, (laughs) you know, am I really talking to someone or like, you know? Yeah. Or you start to fall for that propaganda we were on where it's like everybody's crazy or schizophrenic and if you question anything you're mentally ill yeah all that bullshit sometimes i think that i'm like man am i really just crazy and it's all in my head but then the universe works just like that when i think that i'll i'll get some downloads or some crazy stuff will start happening in my life they'll be major synchronicities or something Yeah. yeah, man, my life is Same. full of synchronicities. It's really magical, and if you pay, do pay attention to like numbers. Yeah, like, I get a lot of numbers synchronicity. I just yesterday my receipt was forty four forty four. I was like, what the hell? Very nice. I keep on seeing twenty two. <laughs> I saw a lot of twenty two today. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is. It today is two 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 two, or it's like. <gasps> 20 oh seconds god, it is. yeah i'm like oh why is that familiar i'm like oh my god it is the 22nd in the 22nd that's yeah, weird yeah, it stuck out to me today when i was driving i was like hmm does that All mean anything two. i don't know some people say like when the numbers are lined up it's like a portal but i don't really understand that fully like what they're trying nah. to say like or you know that's like into a new agey kind of way yeah there's no way it can be that because if numbers were just created like numbers weren't what they used to use they used to use sigils and different ways of showing a number yeah. or counting so there's no way it can work as a portal that doesn't make any sense there's no divine energy in yeah. it, or dram- like dramatry energy in it a sigil would be different but like maybe the numbers are used to kind of guide you just well no just remind you like hey you know that's how i take them i'm like it's like my gentle nudges from the universe so it's like yeah the universe puts out things i'll notice and if that's numbers then that's where the nod's coming from or like that. exactly that's how i feel yeah 
Yeah, and it usually works better for me when I'm doing good things. Like I'm practicing my affirmations, my gratitude list. When someone does me wrong, I'll try to see it from there. You know who's a big mm-hmm. um, what's it? What's the term? Uh, I get my Romanian co- confused. I'll hear it in that word. In that. Oh yeah. Language. <laughs> yeah. Um, inspiration, Enoch. Mm-hmm. From the book of Enoch in the Bible. Oh my God, that's a real um, synchronicity for me because really, what? yeah, because I've been I just learned about this the Enochian tablets and like how they tie into like um, the giants. Yeah, and just, yeah, and just like into like uh, I guess like hermeticism a bit. Like I've been like um, listening to Manly P. Hall quite a bit. And like just yeah. like in his like um, mysteries of the universe lecture, kind of, and um, he talks about that kind of stuff. And I just been like, I actually have it wrote down in my notes to like go more into Enoch. Do you want? To, do you know much? Do you want to talk about it a bit? Yeah, I know, Enoch? yeah, I know that Enoch was like the closest mortal, perfect to Jesus. Like, really? He followed, yeah, because that that he followed in his. I could be wrong. I, I could don't be know. Wrong, I don't. I never studied understand. the Bible, so I. I just know like See, Sunday school version of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. So that's why I say I, I could be wrong. But from my mm-hmm. understanding, he was like a mortal that was as close to perfect as Jesus as him. And in the uh, whatever tablets or books, it goes into detail about the fallen angels and what the fallen angels represented. Each one of them had a purpose for us that was like, uh, welding and making things or like uh, the stars and following the stars for crops and understanding moods because see that's the, why they try to knock it so much with astrology now like they built it up but then they try to knock it down or maybe they created a different kind of astrology but the one of the fallen angels job was to teach us about astrology and how to follow it for our crops and like how it makes you feel in the day or the month or the week. If you really deep dive into the stars and where they're aligned and you make sure that you really know where they are, it can help your whole entire day. You'll know how a person's going to act, how your days, it's insane how detailed it is because it's a gift from God. And then there's herbology that one of the angels job was to teach the humans about, about herbs and again, how to heal the soul through herbs through the stars in the sky, through uh, providing and making crafts for yourself. And I don't know what the other angels did, but I know uh, three of the keys were astrology, herbology, and then crafting. But God was like, all right, I'm going to send you down. And if I send you down, you better be on your best behavior and keep yourselves out of trouble. And one big thing that's going to be your temptation is this women. They are voluptuous and beautiful and if you have sex with them i will be very upset i will cast you out and i will hurt you and you will be a fallen you you'll you'll be screwed up in a sense right you don't know what you'll do if you have sex with these mortals the angels are like all right i got you cool no big deal no big deal they came down they taught they did what they had to do and at one point they were like you know this woman booty is so voluptuous and beautiful (laughs) i just cannot there's something about the womb and creation that this beautiful boss of ours made and i just gotta see what 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 he made i just gotta see and they screwed around and saw and they made giants and then we had giants in our society so 
who knows? But it's interesting. It's I, I look up to Enoch because he tried to follow Jesus' path. And I think instead of all these people that are priests, that are false prophets, that commit blasphemy and horrible things, why can't people like Buddha and people who choose to do the righteous path be a little bit more like uh, praised in society? Because it's hard. It's hard to live in a life of good decisions and knowledge and trying to live better do better it's hard it's it's like having a child i would i would assume yeah it is hard and like i i think like a lot of people have it confused what being virtuous is and i think like i'm not i wouldn't call myself a christian but i i would align with a lot of ways that christians see the world and see like goodness and stuff but I think a lot of them have it a bit mixed up and like I just try to remind or like to think of it like if you're a Christian that literally translates to Christ-like and so if you're just worried about what everyone else is doing that's not what he was about (laughs) like he was about like being his best self and doing the best for others that he could regardless of like their place in life or whatever right yeah understanding patience Yes. Virtue, not lashing out, understanding where his emotions come from. Like, there's always a whole trying story. to do better and be kind and do yeah, better for he himself. Was, he was in a pit where his brothers were like kicking dirt in his face, and he's like, I'm going to forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Like, where does that come from? Where does that spiritual growth come from? Why aren't these conversations being had instead of giving me your money into this church that is so well put together that there is like poor people right down the street yeah (laughs) it's crazy or or like an opioid epidemic and a child trafficking that for somehow cannot get solved it is a mystery Ooh, is it funny how well like i find it funny that they like just okay so Ghislaine got some like flimsy 20 years and then Epstein is like supposedly dead and like oh then it's just over like let's just wash our hands of this whole problem because we cleaned it up didn't you see and it's like well it seems like that might have been an act now because I don't know like I just think like they are they got kind of like they're the scapegoats maybe but like that is not the entire operation and that's like there's like probably thousands of epsteins like dude yeah 100 yeah 100 percent intelligence like that that just has i mean like the finders so i heard someone Mm -hmm. the other day say on a show that epstein was like one of the or the finders are like the first or Epstein, whatever, were the first people to bring like trafficking in the White House. That's bullshit. bullshit. It was the it was the uh, the dude from Boys Town, uh, Wisconsin, Boys Town, something. With he was the black African American Republican, the first black African American Republican. Uh, and he got caught with child trafficking through money laundering, and that's how we found out about adrenochrome because he was scaring the boys in a basement and like using the adrenochrome from them and all sorts of shit. And Jesus, Bush was tied to that. Yeah, it was called the uh, the documentary. What was the the Finders? Right? Was that the one? No, 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 or... no. The Finders was the group of uh, oh yeah, I, they're like that were hippies, and they were like 
directly working for the CIA, the finders, but yeah, he was but he wasn't a finder. Oh no, he's no. A, you said he was a politician. He's a Republican. Sorry. Yeah, he was a deep yeah. politician. His name was what was it called? Oh man, I'm so bad at see. This is why I'm bad okay. at podcasting too, because I never can remember Larry Larry uh, Gator. No, that's that one dude. Honestly. Oh, that's that guy. No, <laughs> yeah. Larry. That's the bishop. Larry Gator, that <laughs> yeah. crazy dude. <laughs> Okay, yeah, he really anyway, is. It was Boys Town, some fucking town, to the point where like I found the schools that were in the documentary. It was a documentary that was created by ABC, and it was never aired. Oh. And it, it, yeah, like this dude got caught in all this shit through money laundering, and then a lot of the kids that were tied into it, either their siblings were dead and they got murdered, to the point where one of the law lawyers had the video footage. But he took his son to a baseball game in New York, and the video video footage was with him and his son, and they blew up the airplane and made it crash. Jesus. Yeah, people got killed. Kids got went missing. Like they 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 were told to shut up. Either told back to say that they were lying. A lot of them like went into detail again, like how we did, where we will listen to the interviews and they'll say like they had stuff, you know done to them like unspeakable yeah. things i do not want to say out loud yeah. horrible the horrible that when you hear it you're like there ain't no way a kid don't know about that unless he wasn't at role right <laughs> as adults you can't play stupid as adults you know you know damn well that kid ain't got no business knowing about all these things that's yeah. an adult topic like come on now and uh he ended up going to jail but <clears throat> oh he ended up starting a a school to help children that were addicted to uh, drugs and opiate. And it was, of course, a Catholic school and the Catholic priest and like the head of it knew about it. The town knew about it. The cops knew about it. It was a deep operation. Jesus. And a lot of those kids talked about going in the White House. Jesus. And I think that was tied and that was going around the uh, Je Jeffrey Epstein thing because it was the same timeline. Like Epstein was knowing of Bush and of oh of Bush and Kennedy, like the Clinton, not Kennedy, the Clintons, and that was the same time that this black politician was in office. Let Let me ask you this: How long do you think that people in power have been using um children's blood to feel their weird? Forever. <laughs> That's a forever. Yeah. People got to understand that. <clears throat> just because you don't believe in something well, like what goes bump in the night and what ritualistic magic is, it doesn't mean that it's not real. These people believe in it and they do it there. Mm. There really is a thing with that kind of thing. You know, science, I don't know, does shit the same way you can sit there and put a dirty ass heroin needle in your arm and put Coke up your butt to get high is the mm. same way these sickos can do the same thing. Yeah. I a hundred percent believe it. Yeah. There's just uh, so much historical tales of, like... Oh, I got it. It's called the Franklin Cover-Up. And the where did you watch it? it? You can find it. I'll send you the link. You can find okay. it on the internet. It happened like in 1980. Like or something, maybe? It was Lawrence Lawrence King. Lawrence King in Nebraska. Boys Town, Nebraska. And it, and it got caught by the Federal Credit Union as a cover-up. Holy shit. Yes, ma'am. I actually did a podcast on it back when I had all our friends were brainwashed. 
and it goes into really good detail. I'm going to send it to you right yeah, now. Yeah, please do. Yes, please. So that way Crazy. you can listen to it. it. Yeah, that was that was really where child trafficking got put on the world stage because they, the kids were like, yeah, we, we went to the White House. We can explain how it looks inside there, what rooms we went in, the plane we flew on, all that shit. Holy shit, hey. Yeah, it was boys and girls. Of course. I guarantee you he was working with Epstein. Yeah, of course. Or, like, maybe there's, like, an Epstein in, like, 50 different countries that are all linked to the ring. Or, like, you know what I mean? I just think. 100%. Yeah. It's probably been a pretty well-established thing for Hunter's a very long time, Hunter's probably an Epstein, too. Yeah. Hunter's probably one, too. I mean, look, at it's kind of the same kind of uh, vibe. Uh, not to be rude or disrespectful, but on the outside, handsome young man to an extent. Yeah. We're not talking about his character, but appearance-wise, yeah. you know, charming, has a law degree. He's a freaking lawyer. He knows how to talk. He knows he's smart. Same he's thing rich. like Epstein. He's rich. <laughs> Epstein was uh, yeah. went into law. He got guided. He got given money. Same thing. Yeah. Sex-driven, drug-driven. Orgy driven, MK'd mm. probably by childhood well, trauma. Well, yeah, because Hunter's on Hunter's notebooks. He was like, "Pedo Pete, Pedo Pete, die, mm-hmm. die, die, kill, kill, kill." So, uh, uh, pentagram, 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 not pentacle, pentagram. Yeah, Different. it was really dark, and like on his wall, there's all these creepy, scribbly pictures that look yep. all dark and like sketchy. Yep, and and then he had this book he was reading because he, he had a page in there, and I read it, and it it's insane how hermetic practices can be used for good when you study mm-hmm. a cult. Like a cult is not always bad. Like these right. before time, there was magic that people used, I believe, and you can use it for good. But these people, because it doesn't have a negative message, these people are so sick and fucked in the head that they. They they're selfish when they're reading. It's not the same way me and you read a book. We read the Bible and we're like, mm, Jesus love us or whatever. Yeah. You like read Buddha or whatever you you is 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 your yeah. cup of tea. You you're like, mm, I'm loved. Yeah. I'm gonna use this to help and better my community. No 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 no. These people read it and they're like, I'm the king. I'm a god. I'm an alpha male. I was born a man, so I understand hermetic practices, and I'm going to go and do what I want because the world owes me, and I'm going to be a devouted god because I'm going to sacrifice. Like, that's what they believe. Yeah, it's the intention, right? It's really dark. And it's not wrong, per se. It's just how you want to use it. You follow. It's just... yeah. How are you going to use that The reason that I I want to learn about it is because... um, well, like, I'm obviously not going to do weird ritualistic magic, but, like, uh, there's, like, certain principles that are, like, a bit, they're sort of laws of the universe, and if they're using them against us, it would benefit us to understand them better, yep. I think, yeah. Well, that's what exactly the angels that fought, fell down here were for. God was like, hey, let me teach you. I don't think... It was the way they're saying it where they didn't want us to have knowledge. Mm. I think that God wanted us to have knowledge. And it was like, hey, some evil shit that I created that needs to be around for you to grow and be outside of this um, realm, 
to go to a different realm where you can be with me and have abundance. You're going to have to learn and go through this. Here are some tools for you to use. And they were like, no, no, no. We're going to work centuries, millennia, decades for these people not to have what God gave them. Because God gave us something so dope that they've worked their whole like generations upon generations to fight for that technology. Like what was the Hillary Clinton WikiLeaks about? The the sleeping goddamn giant, the what was the uh war for the last 10, 15, 20 years about? The lost ancient uh possessions that they use to mm-hmm. like know the future or whatever. So if there are things in this world that these people want to take away from us i bet you that something gave it to us not them yeah for us to use it against them and they're like "Uh uh-uh that's why we gotta make them stupid dumb them down kill the giants that were helping killing us and then they hide it from us because if we don't understand it then we can't use it and it was meant for us yeah, it was meant for us, and they want to say you're selfish. You guys are too stupid. I mean, some of us, yeah, sure. Some yeah. Really <laughs> sure. Maybe yeah. some of them got to go, you know, but that's mm-hmm. not in my book <laughs> to ever say it. But for the ones who can use it and wield it and fight back, why not? But they mm-hmm. put all their money and energy on calcifying us, programming us, keeping us inside. Like, Come on, man. How much proof in the pudding do you need to know that 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 something ain't right? You can't there, feel it in your soul. There, I think it's funny that it's sort of a paradox that they tell us how stupid we are and how we don't deserve knowledge and stuff, but they're like doing everything in their power just to make us stupider. It's like their main drive. So we can't be that stupid if they're trying that hard to dumb us down. hundred <laughs> percent. And then make us argue with each other like, the conservative movement loves to dog on trans people, which I really love this trans against groomers going on. Cause mm-hmm. finally with Blair white and this page going, maybe conservatives won't be so goddamn stupid when it comes to, if you want peace and you want people to leave you alone, you need to understand to let other people leave you alone. If they're yeah. leaving you alone. Cause at the end of the day, the whole point of being trans, the real definition is a person who wants to identify and pass as the opposite gender, meaning that they want to be left alone and for you not to judge them all the time. They're like, it's your reality. I can't live in your reality. You'd live it if you didn't know anything. Right. You Do you and, go up to and, a cancer patient who that just had her, their boobies chopped off and you're like, I can't live in the reality that you didn't die because mm-hmm. they were supposed to die. Like, are you stupid? Yeah. You wouldn't know if they wouldn't tell you. So, like, leave us alone and let us live to the ones who do live it correctly. We're, we're not going around being like, you want to know something? I'm a trans person, and I'm special, and you will call me by the designated names I say, and if you don't, I will call the police. It's just another form of, like, victimhood and looking for someone to blame for your problems, I find. And, yeah. and, like, it's not just those people. Like, I feel like people of every walk of life do this sort of thing where they put the responsibility of like their happiness on everyone around them. People they don't even know. A hundred percent. And then they, then they want to say that we're, we're just, well now, now you can say we're coming after your children or they're coming after your children, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they are, but before they were not. 
No. Well, we're statistically trans people aren't even statistically enough of us to do that shit. So it's really the drag queens that you have to blame, which are the men that are hidden pedophiles that are trying to identify as trans women or drag queens, and they're coming after your children. And let's be fair here. It's not just drag queens that are pedophiles. There's tons of seemingly normal people that are doing terrible things to children every day. 100%. You know, like it's not it's not we can't just single out someone because they stand out visibly and say, like, that's the pervert. That's who's ruining society. Like there's fucking perverts that look like everyone and are all kinds of people. You know, that's a really good point because they're probably trying to do that so they can d- take distractions away. Mm-hmm. So that we have like something to look at and be like, that's the bad yeah. guy when the bad yep. guy is like really sneaking up in the church principal. or whatever. Yeah. Or the yeah, principal at the, the school or the teenager that's babysitting your kid or like, you know, like, yeah, like you who just are don't the people know. allowing these people to be around? That's who the has criminal. access to your kids. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah they're like oh look at the puppet here but this principle is allowing all this backward shit and god knows what's starting to go in these books and these people are with your children more than you're with your children because they have a society where you they have to be with them because you have yeah. to work yeah and we like grow up and become adults and start realizing that when we were kids there was all kinds of abuse happening to all kinds of our peers and 100%. I didn't know any of them that got abused by a drag queen. <laughs> they all got abused by like family members and babysitters and like, you know. Well, my thing is like the, they're not getting, you know, I don't think they're getting abused by them drag queens, yeah. but it's definitely not good to see them like, you know, because what they we all who have fun and don't have a stick up their butt can have fun and go to see a drag show. It is yeah. a good time. Yeah. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah, it's adult time. Give credit where credit is due. Them women be up there throwing it back, twerking on a handstand. Good good job. Like good job for you that you're that fit that you can do that and you're making that money. That's your adult time. But the moment they come in and they're confusing kids and kids are coming home, I would people love to say, you know, when they find out I'm trans, I'm like, Julian, does that mean your children are gonna know that you're transgender and you know what i say hell to the fuck no i'm not telling them no nothing about no queer nothing no gray gay flag about no gay flag if it's up to me and i can really be successful i want the asses homeschooled by a teacher that i vet to come teach him and put them in extra curriculums and then i don't want them to grow up thinking that i want them to think what power puff girl or or power yeah. ranger are they what universe they're in what spider-man do they want to be today what yeah. are they cops or robbers like what are you and then you get because you don't need your kid to freaking be around a drag queen to know if your kid's gay you're a retarded parent no offense yeah. but you're a <laughs> stupid parent uh, I feel like I could say that because I'm on the yeah. spectrum. I'm going to put that out there real quick. So yeah. I follow in that category. Yes, I don't I believe in banning part. words, to be <laughs> honest. So, like, I just think, like, it's the intention behind the word. And I was weird about it. Then, yeah. I was weird about it till one person cried over it because they oh. were. And I was like, I'm so sorry. So oh, I yeah. just like to you, don't be, now, you don't want to be. Yeah, I'm like, I'm the same people, as yeah. you. We're both yeah. the same. We're on the spectrum. Yeah. But, yeah. um. What was I saying? I lost my train of thought. We were talking about drag queens and... uh... Yeah, I don't... I wouldn't... you You can find out. You have to be a dumb parent to not see that your kid is 
probably a little curious. Like some yeah. kids, you know, some kids do like to dress up and just get shit out of their system and dress up because they don't know better. But some kids, like for real, are very feminine. Like there'll be yeah. a boy and that's like a little girl on the inside. Like they, they're, come on, their mannerisms. 100%. Spew. There has to be more to that than just yeah. the mental illness. What if it's a soul kind of situation? Like there's really a soul in there that is a lady, 110%. Because yeah. they their mannerisms are insanely feminine. They can't even try to be masculine. If they, if, you, if you were chasing them around with a bat, they would run around like a little girl and be like, no, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, it's true. I, I knew, like when I was growing up, we had kids in school like that. And then like girls and boys and you you know everyone knows it's yeah. not like it's just like that's them and you could tell like they're not after the same things or whatever it's just like how they are it's not like they're trying to be something else those kids are just kids they're just expressing themselves yeah like in my case i was the same way apparently everybody in my romanian church knew yeah so in my transition, <laughs> they were kind of like finally yeah they're knew. like okay <laughs> yeah they openly talk about it and be like yeah we knew we knew yeah. you were curious Everybody knew, like what your parents should have known. We don't see how the hell they didn't know. And I'm like, yeah, that's ignorance right there. It's probably just hard for them to accept more. Eh? Well, yeah, when you got a really yeah. pretty daughter that's like in pageants <laughs> and gorgeous, like uh, is a model, you have and a they're like, I'm transitioning. You, I guess you would have, like, as a parent, we, I try not to do this, but of course you do. You just have all these expectations for what they're going to be and do and what their life's going to be like. And then you're like, Oh, that was way off the mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like as a young person who grew up with a lot of mental health issues, if I ever get put in the position of having a child, there are going to be a hundred percent expectations. You know, I, I can mm. understand where you're coming from, but yeah. I'd rather lower those for them to be happy with who they are and live yeah. an abundant life than them be depressed pill popping alcoholics popping it back at a thirst at, at a club every other night mid-20s because they're if, trying to escape something that they don't know how to process if you've like grown up to have like good perspective of things you i think it's easy to see that because i see the people that i grew up with and like how um supportive their family was or not and like how you know how they developed because of it like i don't know <laughs> does that make sense yeah it does because you know well yeah like if you grew up in a family that you feel allowed you to be yourself yes exactly yeah. you're gonna go to your parent and say hey this is bothering but as opposed to if you don't you're gonna do other stuff like Mm -hmm. dye your hair too it's, it's not bad but it's like but it is because you're not taking care of yourself but if you're doing it in a correct fashion where you're really treating your hair and you're doing it accordingly then that's good that mm -hmm. you're paying attention to something or you're getting too many tattoos all at once or you're drinking way too much or spending your money on things where it's actually harming you hurting your hair hurting your body getting too many piercings mm -hmm. uh i don't know having too much sex you know it's funny it Any all kind of like life. goes with impulse control hey, yeah. for with trauma yeah. i've really noticed that lately like people who have bad trauma have really bad impulse control 
Yes, 100%. And you can see it spewing out. Yeah, it's funny, eh? They get in, like, the mode where they're impulsive and they're just like, I'm just going to do this and then don't try to stop me. <laughs> and yeah. like, okay, well, I <laughs> I can see yeah. that it's going to go bad, but okay. like. <laughs> yep, they got to learn one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be hard. I, I was wondering if we could just like shift it a bit because I was one. I kind of want to know about. Um, so you were born in Romania, and like, how old were you when you immigrated? Oh, when I won the visa lottery, I came here at three years old. Holy. Three years old is when I came here. Yeah, I remember Romania, right and I go back quite a lot, and I have family over there. I speak my language a lot better than most people my age do. Mm-hmm. I can speak it fluent. And I'm gypsy, too, so my biological family, when I was adopted from there, by my family there, uh, they're 100% gypsy, as opposed to my adopted family are super, like, Republican Orthodox, as oh, white crazy. as they come. Oh, yeah. crazy. So, um, in, so Romanian gypsies are dark-skinned, dark right? Like Olive-skinned? Yes, ma'am. And, and then, so, and your parents are Romanian- too but they're white so like so are like the gypsies like the indigenous kind of people of romania or like how does that work yeah the the atsigani is what they are called way 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 back in the day where they in my country we call them tzigan atsigani tzigan is their like new age word which is like an insult Mm -hmm. which you call someone who's like a gypsy is like just I don't know. Tigan is like poor person, brown poor oh, yeah. person. That's a Tigan. But we have, in that culture, we have a lot of pride from it because it comes from the Atsigani. So we're like, screw it if you call us that. You know, mm-hmm. we came up with it. We're the Atsiganis. We're the Tigan, the gypsies of our, of our, of our country. But they're, they're, uh, the, how they were back in the day, they were like the founders of people who would make bracelets necklaces taught tarot all that cool shit because oh, they were yeah. just, they're the equivalent <laughs> to african-americans because they were sold bought and sold the same way african-americans were bought and sold and they were on the same they traveled everywhere they're like little fleas all over mm-hmm. the country they started and migrated in india and moved their way through israel africa all the way up to europe ended up in uh southern america and moved up and now they're starting to come to america but barely like barely Mm. you're starting to see us over there but we moved around like lice like little fleas and lice and went everywhere and were locked up and actually during the holocaust we got slaughtered because atiganis aren't under the roman catholic uh, church protection which hitler was buddy buddy with at the time that the holocaust was happening so when the little nazis would go on your door and they'd be like is anybody there and you would be like yeah someone's here and they he would they would ask you what who are you with are you roman catholic church are you christian and you'd say yes i'm like orthodox you'd be saved so i asked my mom i was like did anybody in our family get slaughtered during the holocaust and she said mm-hmm. no and i was like that's weird hmm, oh yeah you should have been uh <laughs> i was like you should have been why weren't you you don't got no blue yeah. eyes they lying something's going on uh but then i learned that the gypsies got slaughtered because when the nazis came and they is anybody there and you'd come to the door and they would see your brown skin and they'd ask you who are you with and you'd say 
nobody where some of them would be Christian, but they wouldn't be Roman Catholic Church. And if they were, they had pagan descent. So they were quite oh, yeah. literally just slaughtering the pagans left to fucking right. And the gypsies were at, in those camps with those uh, with the Jews, just like it, it was bad. Yeah, They don't like to talk about it, but that was why. And oh. now the gypsies are now they have a really bad reputation in Romania. Like they're the stealers and the thieves and they'll like cut out the baby's eyes to beg and like steal your shit and pickpocket and just really wreck shop. Like it's bad. But back in the day, they were the palm readers and the craftsmen and buyers or sellers of vendors all around the world. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably they were just destroyed from the inside, like every kind of culture was slowly. Yeah. I feel like the Holocaust probably did it. Yeah. So they take strong peoples and like destroy their culture and heritage from the inside, uh, yeah. or like, you know, break them down so that they don't have the basis of their like history and um, support of their, you know, families. And then that's how. It's. I think they do it to everyone eventually. Yeah, I, th- I think they do it to the indigenous marginalized people. people. Yeah. Well, like the I like I think the brown black people are like the most sacred of all. Like the yeah. way they target African Americans is for a reason. It's got to be their DNA. And then that video that leaked when oh, they were talking about that. Those like, two yeah. women at that table in the bar and that guy oh, well, from uh, Victoria's Secret or something or where was he yes. from? Yeah. Yeah, they were and literally he's saying like, "Oh, you guys have the best DNA. We we want to buy your eggs and stuff." And those women were like, "How yeah. yeah, much? Hundred bucks? Sure." No, they were like, "Hell no!" <laughs> oh, they no, said no. They, oh, yeah. yeah because I was listening about it, outside and didn't hear it well, but yeah. They're African American women from the Bronx, dude. They don't play that shit's weird in their culture. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were like, good, "Does it good, hurt?" Good. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, yeah, do not like, say nah, yes to this man. Fuck. They told me tripping. Yeah, Big tripping. So I have a belief like brown people like that are of use. Like they have some divine DNA in there that yeah. they try to eradicate, and that's why they kept all the like whiteies of whites. Because maybe yeah. there was like a there were maybe there was some. Uh, DNA that's split over civilizations and the brown people are just the true ones and the white people were created by whatever and got yeah. crossbred. Um, so, well, I do. I definitely think like our entire um, history is like completely falsified. And I think like maybe that brown people are descendants of Atlanteans, to be honest. Or Mars. Or Mars. Mars. I solidly believe there's shit going on on Mars for a long time with people. We came from somewhere else, but we're not from here. Because we squint. Like one guy was like, why do we squint when we look at the sun? And no other animal squints. They don't squint. They like close their eye. But they don't squint. And I was like, oh my god. What? Yes. Like... The way yeah. they try to propaganda the sun, the fact that we can't get out of here, the firmament, the fact that space might be water, like, this is a realm. I'm 100%. I am in the position where I'm trying to take so many shrooms or DMT where I can see a deity and, like, talk oh. to the creator just for a second. Just be like, can I offer myself as the for the highest of highest entities closest to source to be used in this life to help young people not be coerced 
and used for groomers. Is that possible? But then the entities are like, not yet, my child, not yet. Yeah. It's not your time um, yet. So I've been doing a bit of mushrooms too and like trying, well, I guess like being open to a profound experience. But you know what I find is that like, um, I'll like meditate on mushrooms and I don't know if everyone sees this, but when I close my eyes, I, it's just like this fractal universe. It's just like, it's just like, I can't explain it. It's like the DMT posters kind of, but everything's like moving, you know, like eyeballs and hands and like a million hands and they're like going in fractals and spirals and like, and sometimes that freaks me out because I'm like, what realm is this? this? Is this like the, uh, is this like the spirit realm? Because it's fucking intense. Yeah, I think when, what that is, like the way I've described that too could be, yeah, you're seeing matter. Yeah. Like you're seeing, yeah. Because since if we're getting down to quantum shit, since everything is vibrating technically and nothing is really solid because it vibrates at such a vast rate, blah, 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 blah. It's hardened, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. What if you're just seeing it all loosey-goosey? Yeah. But in real time, since time is not a thing, what if your brain is kind of like that power generator that allows you, you're the vessel to, like, what if time travel you don't necessarily need something to time travel in. You need something to make you vibrate at such a frequency. So you are the vessel. Everything that you need is in you quite literally. They just trying to turn it off. Honestly, when you just said that, it was just like something in me that said, you're seeing everything all at once. And then you're like, yes. there's no time and it's everything. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I kind of like, just yes. came to that realization right now. It's like exactly. it's just everything all at once. It's like all, everything. Yeah, and when you're taking something that makes the motherboard, your brain, vibrate like that, it can make your cells vibrate like that. Since technically, what they say, it's not solid. You're kind of moving faster than anything else, and it's making it seem slower. So that way, you're seeing the particles. You're seeing matter. That's why some people can shift and go in other dimensions, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Who knows? So weird. Gets weirder all the time, man. Yeah, when you sit there and think about it, like my brain hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I can't really like put my mind to like thinking about it and solving it, but when I like pose sort of a question in my mind, eventually, like over time, it gets answered. Always in a weird way. Yes, I never got that with space. I remember profoundly when I was a kid. And I would be in class and I would listen to the teacher talk about space and NASA and all that bullshittery. I would, my brain would hurt so much it would turn off and not be able to fathom that concept. But when we sit here and we discuss these things, I can actually sit there. It'll hurt, but it won't turn off. Like, right. It's a weird sensation. It's like I know and I'm close to it because my soul knows that I'm on the right track. But when it's a space conversation, when I was younger in eighth grade, my body kind of now looking back at it was like, that's bullshit. So that's why I can't process it because it's not real. Yeah. And it's so funny know? that you say it like that. Like it is like that. It's like the, you're trying to like fathom a concept and it's a bit too hard to fathom, but it's like it, when something's on the tip of your tongue, it's like on the tip of your brain somewhere and you're like, I'm almost at it, but I just don't understand it fully yet. <laughs> but it's like just out of reach but then eventually over time like i guess people sometimes call it downloads i don't really like fully understand that terminology but i think i do like where i'll 
a concept will just like suddenly make the most sense to me and I've been trying to fathom it for a long time. That's when that's what you just described when you would close your eyes and you would uh you would understand things. That's a download. I would Yeah. That's how I would yeah. Like when you're when you're in that state when you're high or something and the kind of that inner voice and whatever it is, mine is kind of like this a but higher than thou voice. And one one time I would Swear to God, three months ago, I was at my Botanica, and I was buying my candles for protection. Just mm. simple shit. And mm. the good guy at the checkout, he, this was a synchronicity. He was like, today we're doing readings. We're having mediums come, and you're doing readings, and you get to you pay 15 bucks, and you can, you can go see one for like an hour. And I was like, this is a weird coincidence with what was going on in my life, my engagement ending. I was like, what the hell? Okay. And I felt something on the shoulder tap me and be like, you need to do this. So on my way to the reading, after I went home and dropped off my shit, I was like, universe, let me find my most truth from this. Let me show me that you're listening. Make a long story short, when I went to the reading, it had told me everything that was going on in my life to the T. Like detailed, detailed, detailed. This woman knew stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, what? She did a bone reading. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. Yes, ma'am. And she did a palm reading Mm -hmm. too. She did a palm. She did a tarot and a bone reading, where they where they toss out the stuff with the little trinkets, and it tells you exactly what what's gonna happen. And then she did a tarot reading, and it was exact. It was like insanely detailed, insanely like with work and with love life and what was going on with my ending of my engagement. She like said that, and then I told her. Yeah. Crazy. crazy yes, ma'am. So this uh, world works in weird ways. And so do you, um, so d- gypsy culture has like a lot of, um, does it have like a lot of like ritual kind of magic kind of in the culture? I would assume so. Yeah. Like way back in the day, they, they <coughs> are the primitive people who kind of introduced hoodoo, voodoo and, uh, Santaria and uh, Brujaria and all that stuff. So they oh, did yeah. like tarot reading. So I, I and that's weird because growing up, you know, having a family that was very orthodox and you know more on the religious side, I never got introduced to any of that spiritual shit. Any like my parents are as mayonnaise as you can think. They're great parents, but they have no spiritual sense to them when it mm. comes to like that deeper side. Mm-hmm. And I would always see things and feel things and know things and eventually i ended up like i I, i'm a warlock like i'm a i I like practice Mm -hmm. magic i do Mm -hmm. it i uh, am studying like i want to exercise people and like cast out demons and do all that shit one day type of thing but as time progressed and when i found out that my grandma was a real gypsy and i have that lineage in me it all made sense and i'm romanian and brazilian oh cool yeah, I'm a mutt. Big That's old mutt. really interesting to like combination. And like um I do believe like our obviously we carry with us our ancestors. So I just was also going to ask you that, but you kind of answered it if you always had like this sort of thing in you. Yeah, I mean, I had in my room that I grew up in, I had these giant like sliding door mirrors that my parents put in there and I would always see like things jumping in and out of the mirror while I would wake up. 
I can wake up and see things in a room and tell you about it and go right back to sleep. I can like astro project, palm read, tarot, see entities, talk to entities. I can't see the full thing, but I can get a description of how they look. Uh, I can get downloads when I'm around other uh, powerful warlocks or witches. We kind of like when you're around people who are spiritual, you grow spiritually. It's like leveling up. It's It's crazy. eh? It's crazy. I had like an experience like this last weekend when I met someone and I met her like a few weeks ago, but, and then we, I seen her at the, I seen her again, like out of nowhere. And um, we just started talking about like simu- the simulation and stuff like that. And just like getting really deep. And I was just like, fuck, how did I meet this person? It's just like amazing. And like, I feel like we were just like, I don't know. I feel like just talking to her about stuff just brought me such deeper understanding of the concepts even. Yes. Yeah, see a download. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you do. I I don't believe in coincidences at all in my Neither life anymore. Really anymore. <laughs> yeah, everything's for a reason. That's why I'm not. That's why when people ask me, "What do you want to do with a show?" and "What do you want to do with your Instagram?" I don't want fame. I don't want. I don't. I don't really care when people want to follow me. I don't really care if I don't make a video. I don't really care if I'm consistent. I'm doing this for me. I I'm poor. I grew up poor. Everything that I have is off of my dime my transition is off of my dime my car my everything that i built was success these microphones this little studio is off of my dime i don't want the fame i don't want a big podcast i just want to work with other people and help them like if anyone needs like promo work if anybody needs a contact if anybody wants to research if anybody wants to have me on their show and we can talk about these where you can Ask me questions that you were scared to ask other trans people. I don't care. I'm an open book. I'm God's vessel or whatever hires vessel. And I'm trying to live my truth. And I'm not insecure about myself because to be in this position, you have to have tough skin. You can't be no titty baby. When you ask, are you worried about anybody saying anything to you, being trans and saying, I wish a little lgbtq something would come to my door to my face with my my nine millimeter hellcat and my muay thai fighting ass and had the audacity to tell me some shit is not the way i'm not scared of anybody except the creator good well i mean in this world like everyone's scared to offend each other and i just find like we are never gonna get anywhere like that ever yeah, but if you don't offend me, I can't do better. And like with That's me, true too, spectrum, like... you gotta offend me. I don't, I don't understand social cues, you know, or I may have trauma, or I may be, have anxiety, or whatever you may challenge yourself with with your everyday life. Offend me so I can do better, or else you don't grow. Yeah. You just say an ignorant little fuck. Yeah, but that that also comes with like self awareness, like knowing that when something bothers you that someone else is doing. It's on, it's on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's my trigger. That's something I need to sort out for myself if something someone else is doing is bothering me that bad. Yeah, I feel like when if people... If they're not hurting really, anyone, obviously. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think they. it's our frequency. Yeah. Like, there's something about our frequency that's so high that they're scared to be like us, be open-minded, be outspoken. People really don't like when you're pretty and and handsome and you can be well articulate and get your point across they want to control you 
a lot of people have trouble liking me when I'm too, because I'm too honest. It's always been like that in my life. And you do good at what you do. Yeah. That's why there's something about you. There's an essence about us that radiates. We look good. We sound good. We're articulate. And there we move a certain in a certain kind of fashion that people like that. Or they Authenticity, I think it is. Yeah. Like we're not trying to be someone else. I'm really not trying to be someone else. I and I feel the same way as you. I always say like I don't I don't go around like telling people about my podcast. I honestly think like the universe is gonna put people in my life that are meant to be there and that people that resonate with my message will be drawn to me and I don't need to go be trying to like give my message to people that aren't ready to receive it. Yeah. And then people say that's ignorant. Oh, you're not trying to network. I don't need to network. No. My network is the universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. I'm yeah. I'm cool. I grew up in this time in my life where I don't have everything so I can appreciate what I don't have. So when I have it, I can use it responsibly. And also to know that you don't need to have a bunch of things to find happiness in yourself. That's right. It's exhausting having a podcast and having all this social media to keep up with. It's a lot. It is, but I do think like having the attitude of like, I'll do what I can when I can and I'll do what's true for me and then who finds it, finds it. It's exhausting when you feel like you have to like live up to some expectation of what you should be doing, I think. Oh yeah, and if you're young and trying to find yourself and have Mm -hmm. friends and you know, people judge you. Not everybody likes what I have to say. And then right? then they don't know my business, and I'm not big on telling people my business. So you got to remind yourself, <laughs> like, okay, now since you transitioned, you appear as a male, so you can't be talking reckless because being a male in America right now is not a good look. No. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you want to transition, it's like, fuck, I don't get the privileges. What the hell? <laughs> I thought I would get privileges. Now I don't get them. Oh. <laughs> I'll sit there and talk to females, you know, not hitting on them or anything, just being polite, uh, everyday situation. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember uh, that I can't be too polite or it's creepy. Yeah. What? That's so weird, <laughs> hey? I guess. Holy. Yes. I never really thought about that. But, like, um, yeah, it's a different energy to be a female than a male and to be talking to opposite sex or to be yeah. talking to the same sex. You got to be careful. You can't be like, I hope you have a good day. You look great. No, mm-mm. <laughs> no, you like, got to be high where, where I could go up to a, like, or if you were still, like, presenting as a woman or me, I could go up to a woman and be like, you look super hot today. Your tits look great. And they'd be like, thanks, girl. <laughs> like, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. 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 But then, like, a man can't really, like, go saying that or, like, someone who presents as a man. Or... or you can't even, like, open the door for some of them without, like, them looking at you a weird kind of way or just trying to help them. Because I'm very oh. helpful. If I see a female struggling, I'm going to try to help. Yeah, me too. And, then, oh, and the Southern so accent don't help either, you know, because I, <laughs> I sound like a dude. I look like yeah. a dude, you know? Yeah. So I kind of want to sit there and snitch on myself and be like, I'm trans. It's okay. You're safe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some fucking reason, dude, people love to be like, you can tell me I'm understanding. Nothing will change if you tell me you're trans. No, it changes, dude. Yeah. People look at you different. They, they really, really do. Like, immediately you're like oh because you kind of know something's off but you don't know what's off 
Yeah. And when they find out, they see you different. I don't care what nobody says. You view them different and you got to prove yourself. It's always proving yourself. And like, I don't know. Or, or it'll be like, okay, if I like someone and that person identifies as, you know, bisexual, they'll treat trans people like they're gay friends. And it's like, no, no, I'm trying to sleep with you. I'm not your gay friend. This yeah. incorrect. I'm no less <laughs> than that other gender. If anything, I can't get you pregnant. So I don't see what the problem is. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, that's real shit. So. Yeah, it either goes either way. Either they're weird about it or they treat you different and they don't see you the same, especially men. Like, they won't let you lift shit the same or they'll, like, undermine you. You'd be surprised (laughs) how many sexual assaults I've had by men who are in the closet who, who, like, see a hole as a hole. Yeah, so, well, like, my, I have, like, quite a few gay cousins, but my, my male gay cousin, he says... You just have no idea, like what's in supposedly straight people's minds. He's like, I they've been some of like the creepiest, worst people I've interacted with have been like married straight guys, I guess they would call themselves, Yo. but and they've been like total predators, dude. Yeah, yes, I, yes, 100%. So many men that I'll like have a beer with or like talk to, you know, when they find out, they'll be like. I I swear to you, they'll be like, so do you dress up like a girl? Do you, do you look like a girl? Do you, uh, do you wear wigs? Do you wear crop tops? Do you wear booty shorts? I'm like, does it look like I fucking wear any of these things? You weird in the closet. Oh my God. Like that's predatory, dude. That's some sneaky stuff. And it's strange. Like what the, why does it, why does it automatically like um an invitation to be asked those kind of questions (laughs) i really don't get it i don't get it especially for me because like i don't even come off that kind of way like i'm like your dude's kind of dude gun toting you know freaking four-wheeling like what you gay you're just gay yeah (laughs) sir you are not straight as you think (laughs) no you have to be like like when the women will say, well, I've been with a trans man, so that means I'm straight. No, you're not. You are bisexual. I hope you know. If you like any trans man, you are not a straight woman because you have to like that other gender. It's not just a magical wiener that's down there. You tripping. Right. It's, like it's, it's aesthetic. It's like food for McDonald's that you see that looks good on the commercial, but then you unclothe it and you're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was something else. There's no return policy now, or else now I'm now I'm transphobic. So now if I say I don't like this, I'm a transphobic person when it's really not. It's just preference. Yeah, I do find that hap- that is like a conversation a lot where they're like, where I don't know people like my my all, same gay cousin. Well, he's the one that like tells me the most stuff, so I get like a lot of it from him. But he like that um, trans people will proposition him and then call him transphobic because he's not attracted to them. And he's like, "I'm a gay dude. I like manly dudes. Like that's exactly what I'm into. Like why does it matter to them what I'm into? If I'm not into them, why are they trying to make me into them or like shame me for?" 
like... Yeah, because there's a massive sex culture within the gay man community or the gay, really the gay man community where it's like super sexualized and yeah. not a lot of safe words. It's really not a safe environment. That's something that is a red flag. I'm not saying everyone's like it, but the majority of the culture nowadays is just dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah, it's like hypersexualized culture. I mean, yeah, and back in the 80s was worse that all the glory holes they had everywhere. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Because everyone leather? was really in the closet, too, I think, in the 80s, maybe. Yeah, man. Yeah. The sex culture was big back then, especially for the gays. Mm-hmm. It was popping. Um, Have you ever had, like, a alien or UFO experience or, like, I think I think they're like interdimensional beings, but like, Same. have you yes. had the, an experience like that? I actually had my first prolific one in Romania over like these mountains that they found the uh, giant skulls in. Cool. And then the same mountain, they had a mine there that is like a story in the country where these miners like it blew up and miners went. Uh, got lost in there and then this scientist from america or something came in there and he he never came out and they say it's a portal and now the u.s government owns all of that mountain what yeah yeah and all the romanians are like yeah we know the americans because they're they're always coming up and down that mountain they're always like digging for shit and doing stuff oh my god there's an operation in the in those mountains in romania where they found the giant heads in and the government is all up in there looking for shit and I saw a craft. Portal. I saw a craft over those mountains, and it instead of the lights going, you know, horizontal, it went diagonal, like it went straight up and down. It went beep, 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 up like a like a cross. It was yeah. so weird, and it was just blinking up, and it stayed in the sky for a really long time, and it had like four lights on it. And I was like, "That's not a plane because a plane is long. And it not is not stay up in the same spot." Yeah, and then I fell asleep for 20 minutes, and it was gone. And while I was, like, looking at it, I, I don't know, like, the same telepathic thing happened where I kind of knew. Okay, so there was you an... fell asleep? Was it, like, an odd – did you fall – like, was it – were you, like, laying in bed, or was it – were you, like, why did I fall asleep? Oh, no, I was laying in bed, and I had fallen oh, yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah. And 20 okay. minutes later, I woke up, and it was still there. But then I had another experience where I saw the whole, like – bottom of a ufo with the lights on it with a bunch of other people yeah yeah what shape was it it was a triangle oh yeah so it could have been that's funny there's been so many like um i've just been seeing a lot of strange triangle craft things lately like i think that's the synchronicity that you said triangle because um like it's been really i've just seen tons of it lately about triangle crafts have you ever uh, seen a demonic possession in real life? Um, no, not like a full no. I so I know someone, and I think they have like an entity attachment that's really bad. And I had a meditation about like a festering like cord hanging off them. Oh wow! But there, this person is still. It's been a long time, and that, and I. I told this person and they tried to get rid of it, but this person is still like, um, I don't know, being led astray, I feel like. Interesting. See, I've had one of those and I never asked to have one. So tell us about that. 
But do we have time for it? Yeah, I got time. All right. <laughs> so there is this place in Tennessee called Ripa Villa Plantation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ripa Villa Plantation was a plantation, obviously, that was in the war of the Battle of Spring Hill and the Battle of Franklin, which were two counties next to each other during, I don't know the time period, because I'm not a goddamn historian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up, I'm going to make a long story kind of short, because mm-hmm. I want to actually do an episode about this and talk to the guy from the Confessionals podcast about Oh, I love the Confessionals. Extro- yeah, yeah, well, he lives in Knoxville, and he's coming to the Dogman um, convention in a county, a few counties away from where I'm from. Cool. So I'm going to link up with him and try to talk to him about... Oh, yeah, he made a documentary about Dogman or something, right? Or he's making one? Yes, he yeah, made yeah. one, and it was good. But now he lives in Chattanooga, Knoxville area, and he's like doing more research in those wooded areas. But I want to put him on to this place where I would well, I would argue that it can be as powerful or get to as powerful as Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. Because there's an energy in Spring Hill that is beyond what <clears throat> I don't think anyone's really looked into it like that. This area, to make a long story short, I lived in Spring Hill for a little while and I seen this barn. In this barn, I was like, I'm going to smoke weed somewhere, go on a little hike, and go smoke in this barn. But this barn, like, attracted me when I first was moving to that area, and I didn't know why until I went to that barn. And some weird shit happened into the barn. And I ended up going home. A few weeks passed, and that's where we got in that conversation about how energy can make you grumpy, can make all these kind of things yeah. in your life go. started noticing that around the house. Started noticing me and my partner at the time were arguing a lot more. Me and her, like, we're really getting into it and fighting. Yeah. And at one point, I got this intrusive thought or a download, whatever. I think this is how entities talk to you is through, like, telekinesis or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, look up where you smoke, like, that barn. Look it mm-hmm. up. So I looked it up. And then... I seen online that it said that that was, like, the Battle of Franklin because it had these uh cannons that were on this little hill where the barn was so i looked that up and then it was like okay find more information about that so i trying to find information i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm looking for you irritated me and then i called the library and i asked the library hey i was over here can you give me more information she was like actually yes that was where the battle of franklin and spring hill happened that was like the battlegrounds Holy you can shit. find more information on Ripa Villa Plantation. It's actually a few minutes from where you live. And I was like, okay. It was right down the street, like five minutes down from where where the Battle of Franklin happened. So I go oh, there, okay. and I find out some shit. And to make a longer story short, I go there, and I run into this gentleman who's a mason, and his name is Chuck. And Chuck tells me about Ripa Villa. It's a plantation. Uh, everything that happened, you know, hangings, whatever. They used the house as a medical, you know, little hospital oh, and stuff yeah. and to house the soldiers, and they had slaves in the back, yada, yada, yada. But this particular plantation is one, coincidentally, one of the United States' most haunted attractions to the point where they do paranormal nights every other month, and they allow researchers to come 
and ask questions and bring their own equipment and do their own paranormal research. Jeez. Let's fast forward. So that, that, that entity left me alone. So long story with that one was that entity followed me from that barn. Mm-hmm. It ended up getting me to research Ripavilla. I took it back to Ripavilla, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it was a soldier. I don't know what the fuck. But it ended up yeah. leaving me alone. I didn't have any problems from there on out. Let's fast forward like two, three years later. I'm seeing this another girl. Mm-hmm. So I'm a hoe. Ha! <laughs> I've seen another girl. <laughs> Not a hoe. But Looking for I'm love. Seen... Looking for love. <laughs> right. Look, I'm, young. I'm only in my 20s. Right? It's no big deal. Yeah. I've seen this another girl. She's an atheist, though, so she's stupid. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in none of that shit. I don't oh. get it when people don't believe in anything. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, The first time I went to Ripa Villa that day to figure that shit out, that was where I heard my first audio, audio paranormal Boy, experience. Yeah, oh, yeah. I heard cool. two little girls laugh right in my ear, and there were no children there at all cool. on, the, on the property. Then I heard, like, steps from upstairs. We saw shadows. But let's fast forward three years later. Seeing this chick. She's like, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in any of that shit. And I was like, I bet you I can take you somewhere that will change your mind 110% because that place is popping. When it comes to energy. You're like, I'm going to show this whole lesson. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I took her there. And instead of, like, keeping her on the premises where the house is and the brothel used to be, I, for some fucking stupid reason, I take her to the back property where the slave cabin is. Even to this day, even to this day, I will never. You couldn't pay me enough money to go back on that property. That's how <laughs> real. That's how real it's changed. Back in the day when I used to go, it was a warm, loving energy. The entities would not come out unless you were safe, and they would allow you to come out by Chuck, the yeah. caretaker of the property. Ironically, a fucking Mason who's into paranormals, but whatever. I didn't know yeah. he was a Mason at the time until like you know, growing up now, looking into it. So they, they don't really tell you, they're not really upfront about it, are they? No, they just have <laughs> massive emblems on their keychains and like, they don't want to tell you, but they're like, hey, look. They're flashing their gang signs so that when the other Masons see them, they know, but it's not something they're going to like tell people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I take her back to the cabin it used to be really cool there. It used to be chill. Like the like I said, the, the energy would not come out. I'd play peekaboo with you. They'd be very shy. Like there was something there that kept shit in order, right? There was a mm-hmm. form of order on the property. It was pretty haunted, but there was order. I take yeah. her there. We pull up. She gets out. We're looking around. And she's like, Julian, I see dead people. And I'm like, bitch, of course, this is a plantation. I would expect you to, but stop fucking with me. What do you mean? Yeah. And she's like, I see dead people. They don't like you. And I'd be I like, thought she was an atheist. What the fuck? Like, what? And she goes in this trance and she's oh. stiffened up. And she's, she's in front of me, right? I'm right next to her face to face. And she's like, they don't like you. They want you to leave. I'm like, why? And before you know it, on on the front of her neck, three scratch marks just appear. Ew. And they don't appear. It's not like some just scratch you from above your skin. It's like under your skin. Ugh. 
And when I tell you, like, I wish the listeners could really take me serious. And, like, I'm not trying to bullshit anybody. Hand to God. Like, there are things in this world that when you see it, it don't make no goddamn sense. Especially markings to appear on the person. So, I'm looking at her three scratch marks on her neck. In the front. Like, on her, on her, where her throat is. Mm -hmm. Three. Right? Mm -hmm. I look on the side of her neck. Three more i'm like a moment i see that i'm like and they appear like they like right in front of you they fucking appear like like through the skit slowly like three of them perfectly slowly and i look at the back of her neck i'm looking around i'm touching her neck she's not touching herself she don't got no nails she's a lesbian she can't do that yeah (laughs) i I look at the back of her I always thought about that. I'm like, what do lesbians do with their nails? <laughs> they better clip them or else they're going to be Johnny Scissorhands or Edward Scissorhands, man. Oh my God, fucking funny. All the way Edward Scissorhands. So I look at the back of her neck. Three more appear on the back of her neck. Three fucking more. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, just saying it. Like, oh no, I'm not ready for that. I've never... Who, who just experiences shit like that so also like three times three in a circle around her neck that's fucked up what do you mean like that she got three scratches of three marks all like surrounding you know what i mean like isn't that like i always think about the numbers 12 it's 12 it'd be 12 12, four yeah, or, because she got oh, it yeah. all, literally on all sides of her neck. On each side. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And she was like, they don't they don't want you to be here. I get her in the car. We're driving up. And she's smoking a cigarette. And she's crying. And then while she's smoking it, her demeanor changes. She instantly, like, sits up. And she smokes a cigarette different. Like, possession. Like, it's not yeah. that and this girl is like super masculine and boyish and she instantly like sits up arched back like acts different and introduces herself to me and at the time i'm not a spiritual expert like that you know yeah and i shake its fucking hand Ugh. oh you're not supposed to do that you're no never shit. supposed to enter i well i didn't know you're like know, making face. a pact with it or something or like I entering an agreement <laughs> And while she were driving up back to like the head of the plantation, out of nowhere, she's like, in lover, in lover, brown wench, brown wench to me. Uh... And I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? Fast forward now to this day, now that I know I'm gypsy and I have this in my bloodline, I've now come to the conclusion that maybe energies can see your ancestors and know what you are. Yeah, like they can see color, like they know what ethnicity. They probably you are. didn't like you around because you have like a perception of that kind of stuff. Well, brown winch, like brown, it was probably in her body while this was going on. There were two entities. There was something demonic in there, and there was a white woman in there. Mm-hmm. There's two because the in lover, in lover, that's the verbiage of a white person. Why would a slave yeah. call you that? Why would a slave call you an in lover? That don't make no sense. Uh, that's it, like demonic, like, demonic language, though. It's just like cussing and like filth, right? Yeah, could be, could be that, could yeah. be that, a hundred percent. 
But then at some point while all this crazy, so we're driving up, I go inside, I ask Chuck, oh my God, I need help. You don't understand. Like this shit just happened. And his stupid ass just told me, pray, do some prayers. And I was like, this is a, she just got scratched. He's like, I can't do anything. So we drive, we have to go to work. She's got to work. While she's working, to make another long story short, help carves out into her arm. Oh my God. Help, Help me, help me carves out into her arm help me i'm gonna repeat that again help me carves out into her arm in real time and three more scratches appear on her wrist i am shitting myself at a burger king in spring hill or in franklin shitting myself just shitting myself that this is even happening that this could even happen and at one point, she she word vomits, and the demon comes out, and you can hear its tone. What's she saying? And you can hear it. You you hear it giggle and this growl, this growl giggle that people can't do with their voice like this. The way your soul interacts with evil, like pure evil, your soul leaves. Like you're when you hear pure oh, yeah. evil, your soul's like, nope, I'm out. It feels like your astral projecting up. Like it feels like when you get so high, you get that rush. Your soul's yeah. like, bye. And that's what it did. <laughs> so to make a long story short, um, on that, so we're at Burger King. She ends up after she does her giggles. She says, "No dodge, no dodge." My best friend at the time, whose dad is a Reiki master and shaman, that is coming to help us through this crazy situation. Because I don't know nobody. I don't know no priest. Yeah. Her last name is Michaela Dodge. Jeez. So <laughs> it knew. It knew that I was calling upon someone that could help. high vibration that could help, right? Let's fast forward. We leave. This thing's coming out at work. It's giggling, and I could hear it. And she's, like, biting her shirt so it doesn't come out so we don't freak out the employees because she's the manager at this Burger King, and she's got to close. she's the manager? Fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't be an atheist, and maybe you won't end up 20, uh, 20 year, 21 years old, a manager at Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no shade, no shade. <laughs> so anyways, we are driving home, trying to get her to her house, and this thing full-blown manifests, starts talking. Like, you can hear it growling, you can hear it talking, and I have to pull over at a gas station. It starts trying to burn her and cut her and hurt Jesus. her. Jesus. So I have to, like, get so shit out of her like, hands. This, it's visibly, like, she's doing oh, self-harm, but oh, something else. Is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not her anymore. She's, like, saying shit about my childhood that happened that, she, no, that she's never known. Yeah. Never known, that I've never told her. She's, like, talking in this pitch that's so... I don't know. You can't do it. Like, you, you can't do it. So she's hurting herself. I'm like, I have to slap her. Like, I've never put her hands on a woman, but I have to, like, <laughs> startle her to get the knife out of her hand. Yeah. And the corkscrew out of her hand and, like, get it. And I have to lock her in a car at a gas station Jesus. while everybody's fucking looking at me. And at one point, she pisses herself. Ugh. That's what they do. They yeah. They do that. So she's like, I have to pee. It'll come out. Like, she'll fight herself. You can see her coming out and be like, Julian, help me, help me. And then they'll come back out and be like, ha, 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 ha. No. <laughs> you know? Like, so, like, do you think when it, she met the help me manifested on her arm, it was, like, her real self trapped? 
Or do you think it been, was the demon know? manifesting that? It could have been. It yeah. could have been her. It could have been the demon. She could have been possessed the whole entire time, and I didn't know. Yeah. Because, again, I'm not an exorcist. A I demonologist. No or whatever. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. 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 So she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. So she gets her hoodie, starts biting it so it doesn't come out. Because it's coming out, and you yeah. can hear it growling. Like, you can hear it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to take this crazy bitch into a bathroom where I'm alone and it can jump into me. Yeah. Or it can do some crazy shit and I can go to jail. What are you going to tell a cop? Hey, yeah, she's fucking possessed. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's going to go so well in, yeah. in the fucking South. Hey, yeah. yeah. She's possessed. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm holding her hostage a in a fucking car. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So we're in the bathroom. It's coming out. It's fucking manifesting more. She pees. I get her back in the car. Okay. Uh, I have to lock her in there because I'm calling my friend. I'm like, where the fuck are you at? They're like, we're in Murfreesboro. We're coming. They're bringing some witches. I got like three witches. Nice. And w- yes. Yeah. Because my friend like knew some witches and their mom actually called and knew what happened. And she was like, you're going to the mage, right? And the daughter was like, yeah, we're going to go help my friend. Your friend is a mage. They are a powerful deity. They've got this. Go help. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? That's cool. So they're like, leave her in the car. Don't be in the car with her so she doesn't hurt you. And I was like, yeah, let me just lock a fucking person in the car at the gas station and see how see that, how that goes over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Totally casual. <laughs> yes. Craziest time of my life. So. I call him Michaela. She calls her dad, and he's telling me to say some mantras, like to say, you know, I love you. You can't hurt her. Everything's going to be okay. But I was like, fuck that. I said all that, and I was like, in the name of Jesus Christ, this is her. Because yeah. <laughs> where do you turn, god damn it, when a possession's happening? Not to Buddha, not to Allah. You're going straight to Jesus. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, you're going straight to Jesus. So that's Everyone. what I did. And I was like, <laughs> You are God's child in the name of Christ. You are bounded. I love you. I care about you. Everything's going to be okay. And then the creepiest shit to this day, I give myself kudos. I don't care if people believe me or not. This thing got mad at me. It it snapped at one point and I was like, you're so fucking annoying. Because I started tapping on the window and I started irritating it. I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm this deep. Fuck it. Yeah. And I started tapping on the window, banging on the window. I'm like, hey. Hey, 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 let me ask you some shit. Let me ask you some shit. I was like, what is it about me? Is there something in my life that's been following me? I was like, what's with the name Leviathan? What's with the name Leviathan? Kept on asking it, repetitive, just irritating it. And and she snapped. And I remember she looked me square in the face and she was like, you are so fucking annoying. And I was like, oh, my God. I annoyed a demon. You're like, ah, that's, oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. And then that kind of goes in my theory now where I'm at now at 25, that if you vibrate, they can't get you. Yeah. Like it's, it's much it's so, harder. It's, it just like takes some of the power back from like the fear of it. Cause you can be like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they can get you. Don't let this be a bad message. I'm not saying they yeah. can't get you. They can't mess with you. And, manifest and do things but they can't get in you yeah and and the way it was scratching her i don't ever want to feel how it like something has control of me and i'm blacking out and i miss periods of time so 
it's like, you're so annoying, right? And I'm asking it questions, and that's when it started going into detail about my dad and knowing stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, and then it started doing this thing that still haunts me to this day that I'm not going to do for the viewers, but if you ever get curious, I'll tell you. It does this little thingy-majigger where it's rhythmic, and it just beats on the window, and it goes one, two, three. I'm not going to do it over because I believe in energy, but <clears throat> yeah, it rhythmically does this thing. Yeah. And it goes one, two, three, one, two, three. And then it says the name of these demons. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, like all the demons from the Bible. Because I at yeah. the time, I ended up remembering all of it because it was in my head. And I looked it up and it was all the demons that it was saying. And it kept huh. on saying it in this trancic pattern. It's like, do, 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 do. Yeah. And it creeped me the fuck out back then. So after all that happened, she ended up getting out of the car, whooping my ass, beating me. Someone called the police. I ended up getting in the car chasing her down and getting her to her house and we ended up exercising her and doing crystals and like reiki work on her and pulling it out and having a blessed item and putting it on her so long story short all that shit happened she still don't remember it 100 percent, and she likes to deny it but Crazy. it happened i had pictures at the time but i do have all those witches to counter for the story yeah i mean that's fucking crazy and that is why, to this day, I will not go to, like, any haunted places like that. Because one of the witches had a real conversation with me. And she was like, Julian, you are powerful. My mom knows it. I can tell you are a mage. A mage is an entity that attracts knowledge just naturally. Yeah. It's like this giant magnet, and it attracts shit. And quite literally what I do, I attract knowledge, like, learning. Yeah. I'm curious by it. And she's like, one day you're going to see it. You're You're going to see an entity and when you see it you're never going to forget its face and you don't want that you're going to put your nose somewhere it don't belong that yeah. shit's different and i was like all right heard gotcha because if because seriously if that can happen and your soul can kind of check what's happening and be like this doesn't feel right it's like real evil dude i don't want to know what's on the other side fuck that right right and maybe there's like a reason that we're shielded from it because maybe we can't handle that kind of thing in our human form. No, nah, dude, I think we can. Yeah. That's the thing. They don't want you to know you can. Because if it couldn't hop it, why couldn't it? Because they can hop, right? They can hop. That's the thing we know. They hop into body to body. Why didn't it hop into mine? Honestly, I I know this is going to probably sound cocky or whatever. But, like, I've, I, I'm not afraid of being possessed or anything or being bothered like i when i meditate sometimes i have like demonic things come to me sometimes but i but they uh, don't do they uh, hop in no i just they try to scare me and then i just tell them like nice things or like send them love and they like hiss and leave well there you go exactly because you <laughs> vibrate higher that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like that's that's insane that some of us. That's why I think we can handle it. They just don't want it because if we could handle it, we could eradicate most of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh and like I used to be really afraid and stuff and I also used to like let in a lot of dark like I watched I was really into horror movies and like yeah, just same. darkness and like really like intrigued by darkness and I I really don't do that. I'm not I'm not into that anymore. I don't like putting that kind of stuff in my head and heart. And I think that makes a difference too. 
Yeah, because that that's just not the path. That that yeah. path is a is a depressing path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should probably wrap it up pretty quick here, but I just wanted to share one more thing because you said like the first Claire audience thing that you heard was like, um, you heard the giggling and stuff. And then yeah. so I I just want to share my story of the first time I heard something is actually weird enough i was at the vatican in <laughs> and, yeah and like it's so weird because so i was in rome with my friend i was pretty young like i wasn't really into spiritual stuff that much like a little bit but like not as much and uh we were really hung over that day so she halfway through the day she had went back to the hotel and i was like i'm just gonna walk to the vatican and so like i, I walked there along the river and then i got there i was by myself and like i wasn't I, I wasn't like a spiritually overwhelmed person. I wouldn't think like this would happen, but I went inside. I'm not Catholic either. And I went inside and I was like, there's people kind of wandering around. And I remember there was like light coming through the window in such a weird way, right on one stained glass of, it was like Mary and Jesus. And then everyone was like going to the holy water. So I went over and I like was standing by it just before I like did the cross on myself. I was doing what everyone else was doing. <laughs> and uh, I heard someone say my name, like, so loud, like, but right in my ear, like, Kaylin. And I, like, turned my head because I swear there was going to be a person, like, right beside my face. And there was no one close to me. And that's the first time I heard. I burst they into tears. knew your name? I burst into tears, too. It was, like, a beautiful. It was, like, a nice energy, though. And, oh I God, like, I burst into tears. tears. I was, like, overwhelmed by it emotionally and i just thought what this is so weird i'm bawling in the middle of this fucking place like what's happening to me yeah oh my god i wonder if that was a kid i don't you know, know i think you know, um, they're under there i honestly i think it was like something like something higher like more like a not like a ghost Whoa. but like a i don't know i don't really know if i believe in angels but like something something divine interesting and it like really hit me right in the heart or heart chakra if you like believe in chakras and stuff like it, it was like a very powerful feeling in my heart Did that you made feel me super overwhelmed happy? yeah like super overwhelmed with like love feeling and i started yeah, it's just children do that so when oh, i heard yeah? that giggle that the at ripa villa there's a fountain that was created after those two daughters there mom died or something and the dad made the fountain for them mm -hmm. so while they grew up a primitive thing that they would do that that they would do was run around that fountain and play so when i first uh the second time i felt their energy i felt so happy i could cry like oh, it was yeah. so pure and happy and i started like chuckling and tearing up and it was those two girls running around that fountain because their kid kid energy is powerful man it's like the purest so you never know yeah i i mean like i felt like that one time before when i had a weird dream and i like went into the basement of my childhood home and there was like a a light being being like apparated in front of me and then i got this really in that same feeling in my heart like super intense like the mo like even more intense than that time like so overwhelming that I like fell back in my dream and then I woke up and I could still feel it and I started bawling <laughs> and I was just like oh, oh wow. my god so it was like to me they were like very similar feelings so then I was just like I always was like was that like the same kind of being that I, I heard at the Vatican I don't know right 
It could have been. Or maybe but there you're are right. A lot maybe of it child was. Bones. Like it was in the child. It was in my childhood home. That dream. Like maybe it was the essence of the child of me, or like you know what I mean, or yeah, kind of sensing it there. Yeah. But yeah, crazy. It's a crazy world we live in, and like there's so much mysterious things going on. Like we that will who knows we just could make our best guess at but just good to it's cool to experience it all and like just be open to it before you go have you ever seen like a shapeshifter like a person that turned into someone else for a second like a split yeah me too me too but okay this is really crazy that you said that because i was thinking of a story right before you asked me that because it was like happened when i was traveling too but i was my friend I was living in New Zealand and my friend back home passed away. Like my really close friend, he passed away suddenly in a car accident. And then late, like a few months later, I was in Australia and I was sitting on a patio and it was during like a buskers festival. So the streets were like packed with people and there was like people playing music everywhere. It was really loud. And I was sitting there and I watched the crowd go by and someone turned their face towards me and their face turned into my friend's face. And he gave me like this big, like his his like signature huge smile and then the oh. face changed again and then it, he was gone that's crazy whoa yeah that's i think nice. about him all the time and yeah just, like, could getting to see his smile again he had a really good smile and like yeah it was a it was a cool moment <laughs> have you yeah, seen see, a shape I... picture yeah when i was like 16 driving to high school with my like car to get get to school on time i've seen this lady shift shape shift into this fuzzy creature and like she yeah like it was before ever i was not smoking weed i actually started smoking weed when i was 18 years old not not anywhere during that time and i didn't know about half the shit i know about now and i was driving and i seen her with like this bob cut brown hair kind of looked like my mom a little bit in the same like aesthetic yeah. She was a light-skinned woman, and then I look at her, and I look back, and it's this fuzzy creature with teeth, and I look back, and it, like, a second, and she's smiling at me. Ooh. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just see? Was it like a, I do believe there's, like, strange creatures among us that are, like, hiding in plain sight, but did, did you get, like, a good vibe or a bad vibe? Bad vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they be bad vibes with these, yeah. And then there's another. <laughs> or sometimes time, like, there's like an in between vibe, like you're like, this is just a weird thing. It's not really good or bad. It's just fucking strange. <laughs> there was another time when I was going to Romania and I was in the uh, airport, and out of all the people in the airport, these two couples were staring at me while I was walking, like all the way down. And my soul kind of had the same feeling that someone was wrong, off about them. Mm-hmm. And, like, to make a long story short, I could have sworn that it was, like, some weird mind-reading thing where they could sense I was a real player in the game, you know? Yep. Know. Yep. And uh, one, the older guy, they both had dark-ass sunglasses on with collared, like, uh, uh, turtlenecks on. And the I don't know. There's just a weird thing about them. I don't want to say lizard people, but the dude was licking his lips and like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, dude. I don't want to sound yeah. crazy, but like. I don't want to say lizard, but you know, reptilian. Reptilian, yeah. 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 As soon as I seen them, I fell off and they both at the same time looked at me. 
Yeah. Right when you thought that, eh? Yep. Yep. They both yeah. looked at me like, what? And I was like, woo. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd... you would, bitch. I'll fuck you up. I definitely, like, I think that that's how I think, too. And I get creeps. Like, I try and, like, psych myself up inside and be like, yeah, go ahead well, and try me. Well, there was, <laughs> there was another time I was dropping off this load in Ohio. And this gentleman that I was dropping off the load to, I swear I saw his eyes shape shift. And he had, like, pointy teeth and shit. And, oh, yeah. and something fell off about him. And when I, I thought the same thing, his demeanor changed. I don't know what episode I told the story on, but I definitely in Amsterdam met some kind of um, alien type humanoid person. And but it was like he was sort of like a neutral, not like a good or evil, but like a really like not human human. <laughs> I feel you know, that. that kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, there's something like, about there, him. There's something about you that I can tell. Like something's really off. I wonder <laughs> if you look at them and you're like, I know exactly what you are. Probably like, a part of me. Oh, if you think that out loud, I, I yeah, you just say it. Um, I, I sometimes think that kind of stuff. Like if if you're in that presence and you're like thinking, like I know what you are, bitch. If they'd react, I, I would sit there and just be real with them. Be like, listen, I got questions. Is there yeah. anything in your bloodline that you like? No, can you just show me? I swear I won't tell nobody. I swear to God, I won't. I just need to know for me, just for yeah, me, right? Okay? I want the answers. Yeah, I just don't swear I won't tell nobody. I swear. Just yeah. let me know so I can make sense of this crazy world. You're being selfish. Yeah. But I think kind of the point here is um, building the puzzle to make the sense. I don't think there's any easy way to get the answers or else they don't like mean anything to us. Too. Yeah. We just got to be nice with each other and respect each other. And then maybe the divine will come to us. Till right. then, we start arguing about, oh, this person's living in a false reality, this and this. How about you shut up and just help people, man? Yeah. If what you're doing isn't helping anyone, then stop fucking doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. If it's causing harm and hate and division, it's the wrong way. It's a, it's a deceitful program you're running. Like, yeah, it's not- and it's... It's painful too. Like, try to imagine if your kid was like that. Like, it's not a. It's already not a fun lifestyle. No one's saying it is, but like, yeah. don't be a dick, dude. Like, uh, well, I I like to always think about this. Like, how much love can I bring to this situation? It doesn't matter what the situation is, whether I see it as negative or positive, or whether I see this person as this or that. Actually, how much love can I bring to this situation? Because it's gonna serve everyone better more. Exactly. Yeah. How to help, but people yeah. don't like to do that, man. They like to drudge and criticize, and it doesn't help that when people don't understand things and they try to ask questions, they get deemed as hateful just for asking questions too, because it stops the communication and it stops us understanding each other. Yeah, how else? How else are we supposed to know? Right. Right. I feel like we could talk for like five hours. <laughs> we sure can. We'll do this again. You just yeah, we definitely when. should. Yeah. Hundred percent. I will definitely have you back on because this like it's easy conversation, and I feel like you probably have a thousand more stories to tell. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. can go in, <laughs> into some. Uh, if you got any questions or your listeners got any questions, just bring them my way. You can find me at all your friends of brainwash at Instagram, and just shoot me a message. I love talking to people. It's, yeah, it's why I'll I do what I do. I'll definitely link your stuff in the show notes, and then they could come find you, and then like you know. If you have stuff that you're scared to ask other people, um, 
think that's like, me yeah <laughs> it's yeah, good to yeah it's good to I'm have starting the communication do, i'm starting to do little videos for people where people dog on you for being transphobic i will make you a custom video from your fam friendly conspiracy trans theorist saying that you're not transphobic <laughs> just to get them off your ass it's a strange world way. where that has value now. I mean, like, it's, it's good that you're doing that because people need it now. But it's like, wow, this world's so weird. Yeah, I like try to take a little heat off of them. Be like, okay, don't mess yeah. with them. Come, come, come be angry over here and I'll ignore yeah. you. Right? Try and cancel me. That's what I always think. Fuck, I don't I care. wish they would. Right? I don't care. <laughs> I don't We're give a poor. Shit. We don't care. I'm not we making have money anyway yet. off yeah. this. <laughs> We didn't have shit then. We don't have shit now. What can you take away? Right, Leave me right. alone. I know who I am. I don't need a validation from That's strangers, right. right? Yeah. Exactly. Great. Okay. Well, this was a great talk, and I kind of wish I didn't have to go, but you know, got I real appreciate world calls, you. Right. That's right. Thank you so much. I hope yeah. you have a great night. You too. Thanks for being on. Oh, uh-huh.